BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, more cars targeted by vandals in High Wycombe. A Watford fan is attacked after the game against Wolves and paramedics want safety reviewed on the M1. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been a fourth night of cars being vandalised in High Wycombe. The attack started after an inquest into the death of a man while being arrested by police. Ruled he died from misadventure. Ewan Duncan reports. A number of cars were vandalised in differing neighbourhoods of High Wycombe on Saturday night and police say their inquiries are ongoing. Last week more than 50 vehicles were sprayed with graffiti and had their windows smashed in during attacks being linked to the death of Habibullah in 2008. A police spokeswoman said the extra patrols will remain until those responsible have been caught. A Watford supporter is in a critical condition after being attacked after the game at Wolves on Saturday. He was on his way from the ground to Wolverhampton station when he and his friends were assaulted. Catherine Boyle reports. Police say the unprovoked attack happened just after five o'clock and that the man and his friends were completely outnumbered. The 44-year-old from Hemel Hempstead is being treated for a serious head injury. Watford Football Club has expressed its shock over the attack, saying its thoughts are with the supporter and his family and urging anyone with information to go to the police. A paramedic says the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 is one of the most dangerous roads in the country. Paul Hardwick says he and his fellow paramedics dread getting called out of the section between junctions 12 and 13. Matt Lockwood reports. Since September, five people have died in accidents on the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1. Paul Hardwick believes the lack of lighting along this stretch is contributing to accidents at night. The highways agency said they keep the safety of their network under review, but they say there is nothing at this stage to link the collisions that have occurred on the M1 in Bedfordshire. David Cameron will say today that if the Conservatives win the general election, they'll open hundreds more free schools. But opponents say the schools are being set up in places where they're not needed. The Sun newspaper's political editor, Tom Newton-Dunn, says the Prime Minister's argument will be helped by a new report. The other thing he'll have to hand will be quite an interesting report by the Policy Exchange, who claim through some quite interesting and well-documented research that free schools haven't just pushed up standards for kids going to them, but also, very interestingly, in all the schools around them. The first attempt to fly a solar-powered plane around the world has begun. The journey started in Abu Dhabi this morning and will take places in 12 stages spread over five months. In sport, England's cricketers are playing Bangladesh in the World Cup. Needing the victory to stay in the tournament, England have reduced Bangladesh to 151 for four. And the weather will be cold and dry at first, turning cloudy with light rain this afternoon. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. What a great idea! A shoe built on blocks. I'll call them... Blocker boots! We'll sell a million! Bye. 
a sailing ship There were forty boys and girls They would sail their ship around the globe So they called it The United World The ship was just three weeks from shore When a hurricane bore it down The waves were big as mountains They found they would surely drown They jumped into the lifeboats Is it about a gap here? Press the wrong button, don't matter. Don't matter. Well, it don't matter. We all do that. It's symbolic of life, isn't it, eh? Isn't it? Sitting on a different chair, it's slightly higher than my last one. I feel, you know, feel a bit higher than... Uh... Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, what's on the show this morning? All kinds of stuff. More excellent. vandalism in Wickham hey, over the weekend. Not we'll so be talking about that. Paramedic who says that the M1 stretch through Bedfordshire is one of the most dangerous in the country. Wow. He should know. He had a horrible accident there. Hey. Uh, and we'll also be catching up with what's been going on at Yarlswood. Sounds like a show to me. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And as my uh, friend Adam Hess describes, the poshest crime in the world has taken place. A dog being poisoned at Crufts doesn't get any posher than that, does it? It sounds like something from Midsummer Murders. It's interesting that um, all of the newspapers are taking it seriously, apart from The Sun. Yeah. Whose uh, tongue who's, uh, is, is in its cheek. Murder at Crufts. Police are following all leads. No. Yeah. A bit soon, I think. A bit soon. Let's go to page five. Murder in the first pedigree. Oh. No, guys? No, guys? Go- I mean, it's a beautiful dog. Well, it was a beautiful dog. It's actually dead, though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 They think... Um, and one of the other papers has got loads of... Um, oh, it's the mail, I think. Got loads of theories as to what may have happened. Wow. This, I mean, this is an incredible thing. I don't like crafts. I don't like dogs. I mean, it wasn't me. I don't, you know... You seem to have two motives there. The four, there are four murder theories. A jealous rival. Mm. Dog shows are notoriously competitive. Yeah. But while there have been rumours of nobbling... What? Oh, by slipping laxatives into food, sticking chewing gum in a well-groomed coat, or snipping off fur, it seems staggering that someone could go so far as to kill a fellow competitor's dog. Theory number one. Theory number two. Anti-foreign feeling. Oh, there's been growing... Oh, this is the UKIP factor. There's been growing controversy over the number of overseas dogs allowed into crufts. This year, there were nearly 3,000 entrants from abroad prompting complaints from some owners who say it's a British event. They come over here, they take our bones. Number three. A dog hater. Co-owner D. Milligan Bott believes the poisoning of Jagger could have been the work of a random psychopath. Well, it could have been. Could have been the dog. Might have hated doing those tricks. So Animal rights activists is theory number four. Animal rights group Peter or Peter? Peter. Peter. Branded Crufts a parade of freaks last year. Yeah, but they wouldn't kill a dog. There is no suggestion that Peter is in any way linked to Jagger's death. No, they wouldn't. And it would seem strange for an activist to target a dog rather than its own. Yeah, so, so why say it? Because that that box was just the right size oh, right, for okay. four theories. <laughs> 
So we're down to three theories. Mm-hmm. A jealous rival, yep. anti-foreign feeling, mm-hmm. dog hater. They've not included suicide. Well, or... As you mentioned, yeah. Or sick dog. Hmm? Well, they might have been ill. What? Dog might have been ill. Oh. Silly, really, though, isn't it? Now, there's been a fourth night of vandalism in Wickham, with police saying they'll be stepping up patrols until they catch all those responsible. We talked about this last week, remember, and it was all under control and had been stopped, and, um, well, it hadn't. Local reports suggest up to 200 cars have been damaged this weekend, with their windows smashed and graffiti sprayed on the bodywork in attacks linked with the death in custody of a man called Habib Ullah. Well, Louise lives in the Cressex area of the town and witnessed one of the attacks. Literally, within the space of them running up the road, they were literally smashing car windows as they were running past them. Literally, it was as quick as that, running straight past, not even not even stopping. You know, glass everywhere, car alarms going off, and obviously on the phone to the police. To be honest, if it doesn't get resolved by the police, and I think it'll only take a few members of the public to take it into their own hands, and I think it could possibly escalate. You know, it'll only take somebody to catch hold of one of them, and I think it could spark something off. Speaking on this programme on Friday, the family of Habib Ullah, or a spokesperson for the family, called for calm in Wickham. Saqib Deshmukh is a spokesperson for the Justice Campaign. Obviously, we appreciate things are a bit tense and people are angry, etc., after the verdict on Monday. But that there's no way that you know we can tolerate this kind of action. Unfortunately, for, for a lot of people who you know who didn't really understand the nuances of the verdict, um, they seem to have committed some of these acts. 
Oh, well, Catherine's, but Catherine's been looking into the latest uh, uh, spate of vandalism. Catherine, what happened over the weekend? Well, we started to... Oh, hang on, let's, sorry, let's try we that. We started to get messages on Twitter, didn't we, over the weekend, yep. and um, directed to the High Wycombe Facebook page, amongst other things. Police have confirmed that a number of cars were vandalised across Wycombe again on Friday and Saturday night. The exact number of vehicles damaged yet to be established, but police say they've received reports of vandalism in differing neighbourhoods of Wycombe. But we've been reliably informed that more than 200 cars have been vandalised in Wickham since Tuesday. Uh, so what are the police doing about it? Well, Thames Valley Police told us they're introducing extra police patrols until they can be assured that all those responsible for these crimes have been caught. Um, in a statement, unfortunately, we're not speaking to them directly, in a statement they say it's vital that local people report suspicious behaviour or incidents to them straight away. In addition, if anyone is made aware of videos or photographs on social media relating to these incidents, then the public are being urged to contact police. And officers say they've also made a number of arrests and inquiries are ongoing. <laughs> it's vital that local people report suspicious behaviour. That'll be their car being vandalised. Well, then, as Louise says, it's not just suspicious behaviour. It happens in a flash. They just leg it down the road and smash the cars off. I would imagine that not everybody is happy with the police response. No, Liberal Democrat councillor Simon Parker, who you'll be speaking to later on, uh, represents the Booker and Cressix ward where many of the cars have been damaged. He says the police need to do two things. We need to understand um, what they're doing to investigate these um, criminal actions. I also need to ask what they're doing to actually reassure the public because these are crimes that are happening very close to, to people's homes and uh, you know people are not sleeping safe in their bed at the moment. The response I'm getting from the public is that they are confused as to how the, um, the police are investigating these matters. We need to ask some questions and, and really see a more visible uh, presence from our police force uh, the, this time. Here's another clip from Simon Parker. He's telling us how vandals attacked one resident's car. And I spoke to uh, one resident who actually saw um, two groups of youths apparently uh, coming from different ends of the, the street and actually just systematically breaking the windows with something which we, we think must be um, like a hammer. So uh, it, it's absolutely brazen and you know the, the the impression we get is that they're acting, you know, with the impression that they're doing it with almost total impunity. We'll also be speaking later on to Mohammed Khalil, who speaks, sits on the Thames Valley Independent Advisory Group. He's calling for more police resources to be allocated to deal with this. Uh, and this uh, latest spate of damage is again being linked to the outcome of the Habibullah inquest, isn't yeah, it? that's what police have told us. Remember, on Tuesday and Wednesday night, more than 50 cars were vandalised in the Cressix and Brooker areas of Wickham. The vehicles had windows smashed and graffiti sprayed on them. Some of them um, were... Um, emblazoned with NJNP, which stands for No Justice, No Peace, which we've seen in other high-profile, um, following high-profile deaths in custody, one of them here in uh, Luton, Leon uh, Briggs, um, but also previously elsewhere. This is one of the slogans also used by um, people who say they're acting on behalf of the Habib Ullah campaign group, which is why the police are linking it to the recent outcome of that inquest into his death, although the actions are not supported or sanctioned by campaign organisers or his family. What a bunch of horrible little so-and-sos, aren't they? How is... OK, so if, if they are angry with the police and angry with the inquest, well, then why are you smashing my car up? What, what, have, what have I, and I use me, you know, not literally, in the metaphorical sense, but what have I got to do with it? Don't go around smashing other people's cars. Go and have a protest outside the police station if you want. You cowardly little so-and-sos, aren't they? You need a good whack around the ears. Right, 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're looking 
at the motorways on the CCTV cameras, it's looking really quiet so far, so there are no delays there at the moment. In Hartford on Ware Road, there's roadworks going on at the junction for Cromwell Road, so that could cause some queues later on. And on the A41 Northwestern Avenue, looking at the speed sensors at the roadworks at the Dome Roundabout, uh, they're not causing any delays at the moment. In High Wycombe, the A40 Oxford Road's moving well through the roadworks between Temple Street in both directions, and that could get busy later on, though. And on the train departure boards, the 633 train from Luton to Bedford is delayed by 15 minutes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 6.15, it's uh, Monday the 9th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There have been more cars vandalised in High Wycombe following an inquest into the death of a man while being arrested by police. A Watford fan is in a critical condition, having been attacked after the game against Wolves on Saturday. And a paramedic says the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 is one of the most dangerous roads in the country. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect it to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you paid the money to. The JBS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and, and reminded them of the statutory rights which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. They've backed down and they have put in writing to me that I no longer owe the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Bedfordshire paramedic is calling for lighting to be installed on the county stretch of the M1 after narrowly avoiding becoming a casualty himself. Paul Hardwick was shunted into the central reservations between junctions 12 and 13, and he believes poor visibility was a major factor. Well, we'll speak to him a bit later on in the show. In the meantime, Jill Comby is from the Home County's North Advance Drivers Group. Morning, Jill. Oh, good morning. Thank you for uh, having me on your show this morning. Well, thanks for coming on at this ridiculous time of the day. Uh, five people have died in accidents on the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 since September. Uh, uh, this, uh, how dangerous does this stretch of motorway sound to you? I'm not familiar. It's not something I've tried very much, but I have had a look at it. Um, yes, there are dangers, and I think with switching off lights... Uh, a lot of the onus is thrown back onto the motorist to keep himself as safe as he possibly can. Now, um, I was really sorry to read the experience of the paramedic. He seemed to be doing all the right things, and sometimes you are just in the uh, wrong place at the wrong time, so I'm really pleased he came through it. But, what, uh, what are the risks of hard shoulder running, Jill? Well, uh, they, they come on, they come off. Sometimes you can use them, sometimes you can't. I don't think uh, there's been much publicity given to the um, rules and regulations which apply. The current edition of the Highway Code does have something on it, but I think a view amongst uh, a lot of drivers is there really hasn't been quite enough publicity. Um, if anybody really wants to go into have a look at the guidelines around what you're supposed to do, the IAM website will give you information. Um, bear with me for a minute, I'll just uh, see what I can tell you on that. Um, but really, as with any kind of driving, motorway or wherever, it's up to the motorist to have a really good look mm. ahead, around them, behind, to know what's going on and adapt to their driving. And also, bear in mind, if it's something different, lights being switched off, hard shoulder running, which people are only just starting to come across, um, other drivers are going to be very confused. So not, are you, not only are you trying to understand what you've got to do yourself, you're needing to bear in mind that some other drivers might be doing some really strange Hard things. shoulder running and active speed management, that's where they flash up 60 on the signs or, or, or 50 or then it goes back to 70. Uh, they are still relatively new. Do you think we need more information about how these things work? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've mentioned the IEM website giving some guidance, but uh, in my own case, for instance, I've just had my uh, tax disc renewal through. And I think that would be an excellent um, opportunity for the DVSA to send out a note saying we've now got um, these smart motorways being rolled out around the country. Uh, there are going to be changes in the way our motorways are managed, delivered with additional features. So when there's a communication to a driver, um, be it from DVSA or whoever, if there are leaflets available, perhaps they could be popped in the envelope so that a driver says, ah, oh, yes, I drive this, this is really handy. What do you think it'll take, Jill, for the authorities to do something about this motorway? Um, I understand that the highways agency are constantly reviewing this. They, before they decide to make um, put in hard shoulder running or switching off lights, they do do their assessments. They've got guidance. Um, they will look at a particular location. They will keep it constantly under review. So if it does turn out, um, it's evidence-based. If they can prove or somebody can prove that there really is a major issue, then it's something that uh, they will be having a look at re and hopefully revisiting. Certainly from the IAM's point of view, we would um, sincerely hope that this is something that they stick to. Jill, I, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Jill Comby from the Home Counties North Advanced Drivers Group.
now there three steps to heaven. are three, three steps, to steps to heaven. Just listen to and you will plainly see. And as life travels on and things do go wrong, just follow steps one, two, and three. Step one, you find a girlhood you love. Step two, she falls in love with you. Step three, you kiss and hold her tightly. Yeah, that sure seems like heaven to me. For heaven, very simple. Just follow the rules, and you will see. And as life travels on, and things do go wrong, just follow steps one, two, and three. Step one. You find a girlhood love. Step two, she falls in love with you. Step three, you kiss and hold her tightly. Yeah, that sure seems like heaven to me. Just follow to heaven. Didn't you uh, nearly uh, shunt someone roughly from behind yeah. on the M1 the other I day? I did, coming you, off Junction you, 12. You sent me a message saying, oh, I nearly died. Well... I did nearly die. Well... If I had been uh, trained by a police pursuit vehicle driver... What I happened? Not, um, Your fantasist. No, and I actually rang him and I got Jonathan to put a special note out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was proper dangerous. So I was coming off at Junction 12 and I was behind a lorry. You can't yeah. see. Yeah. Also, there's, you're using all the lanes there. There's no hard shoulder, so you don't get that extra bit of yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, foresight. Yes, so Bruce I'm, foresight. I'm coming off behind this um, lorry Sorry? and straight over the hash lines at Junction 12, yep. there was a um, broken down lorry, not lorry, van, van yep. with a man standing right next to it. And I nearly went bang right into him, but I didn't. But it could have happened. It could have been very nasty. Mossad. You're standing right next to it as well. I mean, why would you do that? Well, here's the thing. You're supposed to... If you, if I you... rang the fuzz as well. What? I rang the fuzz. OK. If you, um, if you uh, break down on the hard shoulder, you're supposed to get out of the vehicle and stand behind the stand barriers. right up the flipping Spo- um, hill. All right. Supposing you're in a wheelchair. What are you supposed to do then? I'm sure they have special training. Well, what, the wheelchair but people? What they should do, yeah. They're disabled. No, they don't. They don't get any... Well, just get away from your car. But, so, um, but if you're in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. you could get um, caught in someone's backdraft and pulled along the M1. Do you, do you know what I mean? It sounds flippant. I'm being serious. If you're in a wheelchair, where are you supposed to go? Well, you're asking the wrong person. I haven't got a wheelchair. But, no, but someone out there might be listening now thinking, I know what I would do. Well, all right. If, if, my, if I was with my mum, who is in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? Carry her over the barrier. Oh, for goodness sake. She weighs a tonne. 
All right, we'll leave her on the hard shoulder and you get behind the barrier. She, might get, she might get sucked off in a, in a um, lorry, in the, 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 not the quicksand, not the wake, the wake. Yeah. The backdraft. So you have to pick her up and carry her over the barrier. She might get sucked off in a backdraft. You don't want that to happen, do you? No, I don't. Pick her up then, you lazy oaf. She's too heavy. And she says her legs don't work. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Sorry? Just don't break down then, mate. Simple. There there you go. At last, a bit of sensible advice from Kelly Betts. Thank you, Kelly. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with the motorways on the M1 northbound, Mark has just called to report an accident near Junction 10, and that's causing slight, well, causing a slight obstacle with people being outside of their cars, so take care past the outside lane on the M1 northbound at Junction 10. On the M25, it's all moving fine at the moment, but it is starting to look busy on the speed sensors in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Elsewhere, on the A421 Standing Way in Milton Keynes, there's roadworks at the Kingston roundabout, so expect delays there later on this morning and on the train departure towards the 6.33 train from Luton to Bedford is delayed by 15 minutes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, there's been another night of cars being vandalised in High Wycombe. The attack started last week after an inquest into the death of a man while being arrested by police ruled that he died from misadventure. A Watford supporter is in a critical condition after being attacked after the game at Wolves on Saturday. The 44-year-old from Hemel was on his way from the ground to Wolverhampton Station when he and his friends were assaulted. And a paramedic says the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 is the most dangerous road in the country. Paul Hardwick says he and his fellow paramedics dread getting called out between junctions 12 and 13, where five people have died since September. The weather will be cold and dry at first, turning cloudy with light rain this afternoon. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers are playing Bangladesh to stay in the World Cup. Bangladesh have reached 192 for four, with England yet to bat. Liverpool and Blackburn's FA Cup quarter-final finished goalless at Anfield. It means two of the three quarter-finals played so far will go to a replay. His Liverpool boss, Brendan Rodgers. I'm pleased we're still in the, the hat for the next round. Of course, you want to win the home game, but um, it's credit to both sets of players. First to my own, you know, on the back of two great wins in the league. Obviously, it's a tough game for us and... And we put everything into the game and just couldn't quite make the breakthrough. Watford a joint top of the championship with four other teams after their draw at Wolves. But MK Don's automatic promotion hope slipped after Saturday's 2-0 defeat at home to Preston in League One. The Dons are now four points adrift, but manager Carl Robinson still feels they can go up automatically. That's it now. We think we won't have Swindon and maybe just Doncaster who have creeped into that sort of final spot in the top half that are able to still to play. It's all running from here and in. The players can't use any excuses from now on. It's as simple as they couldn't ask for better fixtures. And we have to hold on to um, this is the lowest point of it. Luton Town's League 2 automatic promotion hopes were dented as they lost 3-2 at home to Morecambe. After the match, Captain Steve McNulty and manager John Still were involved in an altercation with a Luton fan. Wickham remain third after a draw at Southend and Stevenage are closer to the playoffs after their win against Newport. And finally in rugby, Bedford lost 15-8 to Yorkshire Carnegie. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 7 o'clock. 
Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Go on, then. Tell what? us about this dodgepot and what he's done. He's not... I don't think he is a dodgepot. Well, what's it? He's, he's smuggled a child into the country. Yeah, that's, that's not dodgy. The, that's what the headline screams. That's the, not dodgy. In the mirror. Well, hang on a minute. That's not dodgy. Well, hang on a minute. I would suggest smuggling a child into the country is dodgy. I would say that that is a very inflammatory word, and when you actually read what the story is... OK. okay. It's illegal. Yeah, it is illegal. Well, that's anything that is illegal is dodgy. OK. Lib Dem Lord confesses he smuggled a boy into the UK and pretended he was his son. This that doesn't sound dodgy to you? doesn't sound great, does it? This is Kerbin Hussein, Deputy PM, Nick Clegg's key diversity advisor and a former um, Luton councillor. He lives he's, he, he lives around here. He does live around here. We've been ringing him all weekend. Um, a lord illegally smuggled a two-year-old boy into Britain by Come claiming on. him to be his own son, the Sunday Mirror can reveal. Kerban Hussein um, tricked US embassy officials into issuing a British passport for the boy who was born in Pakistan to impoverished parents. This is according to the Mirror oh. yesterday. Um, the Liberal Democrat life peer has now sensationally admitted he lied to the British High Commission in, in Islamabad. He said, I know now it's illegal. I realised it was legally wrong, but morally it was the right thing to do. Um, Lord Hussein, 58, could face a police probe under the 1971 Immigration Act for obtaining leave by deception. It carries a maximum two-year jail But the sentence. thing is, he has spoken out about illegal, illegal immigration. Lord Hussein, who has spoken out about the dangers of illegal immigration, so he's a hypocrite. The dangers of, yeah. Well, yeah. Now, listen, this is a, a guy who says um, he and his wife adopted the boy to save him from a life of poverty, but admitted there was never any paperwork or public records. Um, he says the child's mother begged my wife to take him. He was born in the next house in the same village on the exact same day as my daughter. You've never before seen levels of poverty like this family lived in. We did everything in good faith. I approached the British High Commission in Islamabad, but I didn't complete the right paperwork. Now, I know it it was illegal, but I didn't know then. Now I regret it. So he says he didn't do it to deceive. Um, he he says, says, I, I utterly stand against illegal immigration. That's not the issue here. Well, uh, duh, yeah, of course it is. Now, this is someone he... Imagine he, if everybody brought a Pakistani boy over. But he raised the boy as his own. Right. He's now living independently. He's finished university. He thinks that um, Kuban Hussain is his father. He, he knows he's his adoptive father, but he says he's been a father to him. I mean, I, I've got some sympathy with him feeling like no, he mate. was doing the right thing but just not completing the paperwork. He's a lord, right? One rule for us, one rule for them. Do you know what I mean? Uh, do, do you know what I mean? You don't know what I mean. You I think, think he did he, a good thing. I don't think he did it when he was a lord, so I don't think that applies, that criticism. But he's a... Well, no, it does, because he is a lord now. Yeah, he is now. Exactly. But back then... He should be stripped of that. Well... Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Do you I not think? No, I think he was misguided. Well, uh, yeah, but it was—he broke the law. Yeah, he didn't realise at the time. The lad should be sent back. Oh come on! I mean, he really is not to blame for anything. His first, as a lord, he debates laws and has the power to amend or reject major bills. His first act in Parliament was to talk about immigration and the risks of breaking immigration law. Yeah. Hot water. Very, very hot water. The thing that that put, that troubles me most about this is, even if we take him at his word that this was um, done with the best of intentions and morally he felt compelled to help this child and his family, how many other people have abused the system? He's no different to Madonna, except she did it legally. So in many ways, very, very different situation. Yeah, in many ways, very different. Almost, almost not worth bringing it up, Catherine. I think it is. 
but... Her situation? What, Madonna's? What's that got to do with it? You're talking about Tina Turner. Huh? The last jacket potatoes in the shop, as Harry Hill once described her. What? Who? Tina Turner. That's rude, isn't it? Isn't it? This dog. Murder at Crufts. Police are following all leads. But look, it says murder probe. But then it says Jagger may have been poisoned at the show. He may not have. May may not have been. A champion dog has died. Well, it says here, I'm going to go with the sun. Go on. A champion dog has died after being fed poison while competing at Crufts. Irish, Irish satyr Jagger collapsed in, oh dear, agony, in the arms of his owner's distraught nine-year-old son. Oh, what a horrific scenario. Cops have launched. Cops have launched an international manhunt for the dog's killer. After it emerged, he'd been slipped cubes of steak laced with three poisons. Oh. Co-owner D. Milligan Bot, 56, of Leicester, said, "Whoever did it was jealous or a dog-hating psychopath. It's become such a nasty sport. I'll stop you there, D. It's not a sport. Craft is not a sport. It's a hobby." Isn't it? It's not a sport. I'm not a dog person, so yes, I would... Uh, oh! What? Say that again. I'm not a dog person. Ke- Kelly, mm. did you hear that? Yeah. Just say that again. What? Say that bit again. I'm not a dog person. Oh, and yet this dog's been um, murdered. Oh. Have you have you spoken to the police? Have they? Um, have you spoken to them? I'm sure they get round to speaking to I'm me. I'm sure they point. should do. No, but they're on... You're not inter- a dog person. International manhunt, not woman. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I don't like dogs, I don't like crafts. I wouldn't suggest we go around killing them, though. I went to see um, a breeder of Bichon Frise in the local area. Oh, the geez. dedication they yeah. have to breeding these dogs is quite but, something. But aren't... Um, they're inbreds, aren't they? Yeah. So they're, they all have defects. They're refined right down to breed, breed in certain uh, elements and breed out others. Yeah, but they also they get, like, cancer and stuff really easily because they are genetically uh, weak. You just shrug your shoulders if to say yeah, and cancer and stuff. What do you mean? Well, diseases—they get diseases because they are genetically uh, and, impure and bone, and bone defects. Yeah, exactly. Why are you attacking me over this? I don't breed. Well, dogs. you said you don't like. I know you don't like dogs. We've I established that. I don't mind them. Where were you at the weekend of Crufts? You like meat cubes? Hey, listen, you were in Birmingham. I wasn't. That's true, actually. I wasn't burning. I think you're trying to deflect attention. What have you got in the papers? Uh, job centre staff told to unmask terror suspects. <laughs> it's a fair not to do. Well, there was one woman when I uh, signed on who would, would easily have done that. She was terrified. Really? She yeah. should have been uh, signed up by MI5. She They're after more women, aren't yeah. they? Job centre workers will be urged to identify claimants vulnerable to Islamic radicalisation. Oh, I wonder what sort of people they will put forward as part of the crackdown on the threat of homegrown extremism. Long beards, funny clothes... Yeah, I mean, the proposal disclosed last night is, is part of an unequivocally tough approach to the threat facing Britain after the unmasking of Jihadi John, the Islamic State executioner. So, He's got an official this, title now, is, is he? What is the suggestion that because his family claim benefits, then Muslim families who claim benefits are all going to go the same way? Is that the suggestion? New penalties in the benefit system will apply to those who refuse to learn English and integra- integrate. <clears throat> yep. There'll be a tightening of rules on granting citizenship to ensure new residents embrace British values. Wow. Now, this next story is serious. Actually, it's really unpleasant. But there's a thing in it I don't understand. Okay, this is going to lead to complaints. Go on. I've got, you make, now, I'm laughing at what you just said there. I'm not well, laughing at Well, I know this. it is. This story is horrible. Go on. Sex pest mm. was high on petrol. On petrol. <laughs> 
A petrol drinking sex pest? Wow, stop. Don't tell people they can get high drinking petrol because there'll be some... Is facing jail after breaching his ASBO. Robert Stevens, didn't he invent trains? Got the order banning him from parts of the city. Okay, so uh, which city? Oxford. Uh, after he yelled cruel jibes at three women and two girls, they all said he reeked of petrol. The same morning, he assaulted his granddad and a cop. He was jailed for six months, getting out in February, and was found by cops intoxicated on petrol eight months, uh, eight hours later. Oh, now listen, I'm all, I, I, you know... Surely I, listen, that poisons you. I went to college in the 90s, you know, I've, 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 I've smelt things as I've walked past people's rooms. I never went in there. I'm doing, doing, doing me. But petrol. petrol? Imagine having a little chug. Oh, do you know what? I really fancy copping a... you got any petrol? Let's have a little, little chug on some petrol. I've smoked dry banana skins. Yeah, I smoke tea bags. Yeah. But petrol. petrol, I mean flipping heck. That is proper nuts. No choice but to hear you. You stated your case time and again. I thought about it. You treat me like I'm a princess. I'm not used to. Like that, you ask how my day was. You've already won me over, in spite of me. And don't be alarmed if I fall head over feet. And don't be surprised if I love you for all that you things you held your breath and the door for me thanks for your patience Healthy before I've never wanted. <laughs> 
something rational I am aware now um, I am aware now You've already won me over In spite of me And don't be alarmed if I fall Head over feet And don't be surprised if I love you For all that you are I couldn't help it It's all your fault You've already won me over In spite of me News for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's been an accident at Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. Mark called to say that it's in the outside lane. That has now been cleared from the outside lane, but it is still causing northbound queues. And on the speed sensors, it is looking slow southbound through that stretch as well. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking very slow around Junction 21A for the M1 South and Junction 19 for Watford. And having a look at the CCTV cameras on the M40, it's looking quite misty, so that could cause some problems with visibility this morning. In Aylesbury, on the A41, Aston Clinton Road. There are roadworks at the junction for New Road, which could get busy later, but it's looking fine at the moment on the speed sensors. And having a look at the train departure boards, there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46, Monday, the 9th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are the 9th of March? What? What? I know. It was Christmas the other day. Our lives are flashing before our eyes. The 9th of March. Flip it, eh? Anyway, these are the headlines. There have been more vandalised cars in High Wycombe following an inquest into the death of a man while being arrested by police. A Watford fan is in a critical condition after having been attacked after the game against Wolves on Saturday. And a paramedic says the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 is one of the most dangerous roads in the country. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a bright but chilly start across the three counties this morning. We have some frost in places as well. But once the sun's up, it won't last for too long. It is a bright and sunny start to the day. However, it's not going to last. The cloud will fairly swiftly increase through the morning and then this afternoon some rain arriving from the west. Now, by the time it gets to us, it may be heavy to start with, but it will fragment and break up. So hopefully turning out to be light rain through the last stages of the afternoon and into this evening. The maximum temperature today up to 11. Celsius. Now, first thing, we'll still have the rain and the cloud, but gradually it will dry out. The cloud staying with us really until midnight, then after which it will clear eastwards. The sky will start to clear, and that's when our temperature will drop down to one in the countryside. And in the prone spots, again, we could get a bit of frost on windscreens. So for tomorrow morning, another chilly start, but it's going to be a lovely day tomorrow. Plenty of sunshine around, a bit of cloud in the afternoon, but staying dry. Maximum temperature for Tuesday, 10 Celsius. And that's your forecast. 
Monday Night Sport is a sports programme unlike any other. I love going somewhere where the sport takes place. Go to the judo club in Aylesbury where he almost got strangled to death. He's just about to get flung in the air and crashed to the floor. Yes, it is about sport, but it's also about us two having a bit of a giggle at the same time. Anywhere on the green, he's got one over on Lucy, the uh, US Open competitor. Oh, it's... I think we can see that. We've had some great ones. I thought the wakeboarding was just tremendous, because yeah. that is so far out of our comfort zone. I don't quite know how I fell off, but I think it was something to do with the balance. And, of course, you can see all the videos on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash BBC3CR. Three Counties Sport on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, this fella's... Um... I don't... This is weird. What's right? weird? I don't care what people think. My baby's loved, I'm happy and nothing else matters. Well, that sounds wonderful. Then you read into it. He's a gay fella and his mum has had his baby. Well, no, she's not. She, yes, she has, mate. His baby has come out from between her legs. She's had his, her gay son's baby. That is messed up. He's used a surrogate. It just happens to be his mum. The extraordinary story of the single gay man whose mother gave birth to his surrogate baby. Here, he and his mum insist they've done nothing wrong. Right, first of all, he's single. He's a single bloke. So? Sorry? Single women have babies all the time. Well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. With less thought. Well, OK, right. He sh single dad shouldn't have a baby. Oh, wow. No, wow. Justin. Hello, boss. Forget the fact he's gay for a minute. We'll come on to that elephant right. in the room. The big gay elephant in the room in a little bit. That's, got, that's wow, in the corner. Wow, it's an elephant, is it? That's, that's uh, in the corner. Let's address the first elephant. He's a single man. Yep. He shouldn't be allowed to have a baby. Um, what, what, are you asking for my opinion on that? Uh, I want your opinion, okay. not the BBC's. Okay. <laughs> uh, how can I put this? Um, I think it's always better if a child has two parents, not one. But you can't guarantee it ever. Mm, I just think it's better that way. But no, but okay. So, um, well, not always. Sometimes you can have two really terrible parents. Sometimes a lady and a man, they have it away and yeah. she gets pregnant by accident, but she yeah. wants to keep the baby. He's off. Mm -hmm. Well, that is fine. This is no accident, though, is it? No, but no. Exactly, yeah. Thank no, you. But that's why I think it's great because there's been more thought put into it. What? Are you nuts? Absolutely. I mean, he would not have done this if there was any other way. And he obviously really wants a child yeah. and he really thinks he can provide for this but baby. But he's had it with his mum? No, he's not had it with his mum. I'm not saying he's had it with his mum, but he's had it with his mum. No, he's not. Well, he's not had it with his mum, but he's had it with his mum. There is well, a he's lot not there. really, though. No, but he's he? not had it with his mum, but he's had it with his mum. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, but he's not really. Well, he has. The, his baby... His, he's not she, partly his mum, though. It's she's the carrier. the she, baby's mother... No. And the baby's grandmother. The baby's this is Norfolk or something. She's What's going on? <laughs> She's not the baby's mother. It passed from between her legs. Yeah. She's the mum. It wasn't her egg. Doesn't matter. It was her... She was just... Wuja. She was just the vessel. Oh. She, you're, come on, let's treat her with a bit more respect than no, that. No, that's, that's effectively what happened. It's, it's not partly him and partly his mum. Whose seed was it? His. Oh, no! <laughs> It was his seed yeah, in his was, mother. No, but it was pretty no, mate. already done. No, mate. No, that is... Um, you cannot tell... Well, first of all, that's literally not natural, is it? No. That's, OK, so it's unnatural. So this is an unnatural freaky baby. <laughs> I, I was willing to uh, have an unnatural freaky baby then. Yeah, but not your son's. No, but my, you know, my I'm close not, relatives. Surrogacy is... Does is, that mean that I effectively had it with my... Whatever he was? 
You could have done. You should have done. You never know. You might still yet. No. I won't. No. Um, we get on a bit. But... They've had two um, healthy kids since then. Um, congrat- but it, was a, it was a possibility. Congratulations to them. He was never going to have a healthy kid with his mum. He's not with his mum. The mum, the baby, the baby, you're via his mum. She was just the incubator. Yeah, but she, it wasn't like a glass box incubator. It was a blood and skin and womb and vaginal incubator. Oh. The very best kind. When that kid goes to school, how's he supposed to explain that to his friends? Doesn't need to, none explain of their business. It, explain it to his friends. Doesn't need to. Or, oh, your mum's your gran and your dad's your brother, you perverts! <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's what I'd say. That's what's going to happen if the children start reading the Daily Mail. No, this is... I, I'm just, sorry. It just happened that the surrogate was a relative. I it's think a bit weird. His mum! I think you're jumping through the Daily Mail's hoop. No! His mum! It's not It's not just any old relative. It's not his cousin. It's his mum. His seed has been inside his mum. Can you not see how messed up that is? No. What? Because it wasn't her egg. He was legally my brother. Legally his brother. But now I'm his dad. Ugh. Come on. Beautiful story. Oh, Catherine, <laughs> you are typical liberal lefty BBC that I have to take the brunt of the blames for all the time. When I'm a right-thinking, right-minded, right kind of guy. You're right something. Yeah. <laughs> 08459 455. Look, the phones have gone mental and they've all phoned up to put you in your place. Don't care. Imagine if I had one of my son's babies inside me. How messed up would that be? <laughs> Wouldn't it, though? And yet you probably think, oh, it's, all, it's only natural, you're an incubator. I'm not an incubator. They're my boys. I'm not, I'm not fathering and mothering their children for them. No. I'm sorry, Catherine, you've crossed the line. You've gone into fantasy land. That is messed up. We're not on the, we're not, uh, on the planet Venus. We're on Earth. And that's not how babies are made. Well, effectively, it is. Uh, Alan's on the line. Alan, I'm, I'm not wrong, am I? You are wrong. Totally Sorry? wrong. Go, what? Thank totally you, Alan. Wrong. Thank you. Tell me um, why, Alan. Because I'm I'm a gay male. Um, I wanted a child with all my heart, and the only way I could do it was to ask my sister to be the surrogate parent. Flipping heck, man. Which is what she did. My son is now 18 years old. Oh. Um, he loves me to bits. He, he loves I'm, not question, I'm not questioning that. Does he love his auntie mum? Of course he loves his auntie. And his auntie loves him. She looked after him as well as I did whenever I had to go out or anything. Why couldn't you ask another woman? Why did no. you have to ask your sister? Because there was no other one that I could ask to do Well, it. then I don't have a baby. No, 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 no. You're totally wrong. Come it's not. It's not. It's not everyone's right. Century. It's not everyone's right to have a baby. It's. It, it's. You know. It's not your right to have a baby. So was it your right as a heterosexual to have a baby yourself? Well, there was a woman who was prepared to have my have my baby. Yeah, that wasn't my well, sister. There was, woman, there was a woman prepared to have my baby. That was your sister. It doesn't matter who it is. It, of course, it matters no, who it I is. Think you've got it completely it wrong, Ian. Well, I, I don't think it's right. Well done, Alan. No, no, Thank well, you, I, I don't. What a beautiful gift your sister gave you. Oh, for goodness! Yeah. Am I the only one that is seeing common sense here? This is completely messed up. With the greatest of respect. No, Alan. <laughs> Alan, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. Bye bye. Ta ta. You're so horrible. 
No, I'm not. I, honestly, I think it's messed up. It's not partly his sister. She was just, you know... Oh, for goodness sakes. She was just sakes. the nest. Justin is, is keeping suspiciously quiet here. No, listen, I, I'm just letting you guys round amongst yourselves. I stick to my original point. I think it's always better if a child can have two parents. I don't one. This think... situation's a little bit no, strange. It, okay, okay, okay. Have Let's you watched Jeremy Kyle? <laughs> Let's broaden this out. Some of those I kids don't be think... off with just one parent. Uh, no, I don't think that if you're a single person, you should go, mm, do you know what? I'm single, but I don't know how fancy a baby. So I'm going to have one. I don't think you should be able to do that. Mm. I don't... It's it's not everyone's right to have a baby. I, I think, don't think, as a single person, you go, do you know what? I'm single, but I really fancy having a baby. Yeah, people in couples do that. Yeah, they're in couples. Oh, we've got the house, we've got the cat. Oh, let's have a baby. They're, they're in a couple. Or, oh, we're about to split up. Let's have a baby. That'll make it all better. Guys, guys, someone someone gave I me that. This to yes, the Justin. Yeah. What, what's the question for the streets on this one? How messed up? <laughs> no. I, Catherine, you, you phrased the question in a sensitive way. Well, it's not a question to me, though. Oh, flipping it. Is, is this fella right or wrong, Justin? Or could we go along the line of, is it always better to have two parents, not one? No. Or is or, it, no, no, no. Would you, right, ask a man, or if you're asking a man, say, would you mind if your partner had some, a close relative's baby? Would, no, no, yeah. no, because the, the, this fella hasn't got a partner. Is it messed up, yes or no? Oh, no. Would you let your mum have your baby? No, is it even that? Are you talking about should single people ha have babies on purpose? All right, let's go with that. But that's that's avoiding the fact that this man's mother had his baby. No, she carried his baby. Yeah, I know exactly inside her belly. Her womb. It was in her belly button. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's tense. She had a baby growing in her belly button and it was her son's baby. Come on now. Come on. I'm not coming on. Come on. No. Come on. You're wrong. Kelly, do you want to come on? Oh, come on. What about, um, is surrogacy... I can't believe I'm asking Kelly's uh, opinion on this. <laughs> is surrogacy right if it's done by your mum? A family member. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. You, didn't like, you didn't like the idea of Alan's sister carrying No, I did not. Partly because he's a single man. Well, then we're coming back to the single thing. You can't... What? Single. Honestly, am I, am I nuts, right? If you're a single person, oh, I don't know, I fancy having a child. Do you know what? I'm going to have a child. I don't think you should be able to what, do that. What about this? Should yes, single Justin. gay men, should single gay men be allowed to use their mothers <laughs> to give them a baby? It's a bit specific, Lord. No, it, well, that, well, that's the thing the story, is, I, the gay thing doesn't bother me, and I'm worried that the gay thing will will cloud yes, an already that's very story, cloudy issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but I'm, I'm, I would imagine there are probably heterosexual blokes that have been in the same position. Mm. Uh, mm. Is surrogacy okay if you're single? Should singles use surrogates? No, because it's his mum. This is such... Right, OK. Um... Why don't you ask the people of the streets what question we should ask them? <laughs> <laughs> should we put it out to the audience and maybe oh. hold fire for five minutes? Oh, God, my head is going to explode. I'm too old for this. Right. Yes, let's do that. Let's yeah, have okay. some of this. Thank you, Just. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 northbound, there was an accident earlier at Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road that has now been reopened, but it is still looking very slow northbound through Junction 10 at the Luton Airport Spur Road. And southbound is looking very slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. On the M40 towards London, it's very busy around Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabouts. And in High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill, there's temporary traffic lights just before Marlow Road, so that is likely to get busy near the Leisure Centre later on this morning. No major delays reported on the trains smart the breath bbc three counties radio thank you very much sammy it's got very tense in here Catherine's throwing paper snowballs at me Catherine, just stop it i'm not wrong local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio Seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, more cars targeted by vandals in High Wycombe. A Watford fan is attacked after the game against Wolves and paramedics want safety reviewed on the M1. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been a fourth night of cars being vandalised in High Wycombe. The attack started after an inquest into the death of a man while being arrested by police ruled that he died from misadventure. Louise lives in the Cressix area of the town and witnessed one of the incidents. Literally within the space of them running up the road, they were literally smashing car windows as they were running past them. Literally, it was as quick as that, running straight past, not even not even stopping. You know, glass everywhere, car alarms going off, and obviously on the phone to the police. A Watford supporter is in a critical condition after being attacked after the game at Wolves on Saturday. He was on his way from the ground to Wolverhampton Station when he and his friends were assaulted. Catherine Boyle reports. Police say the unprovoked attack happened just after five o'clock and that the man and his friends were completely outnumbered. The 44-year-old from Hemel Hempstead is being treated for a serious head injury. Watford Football Club has expressed its shock over the attack, saying its thoughts are with the supporter and his family and urging anyone with information to go to the police. A paramedic says the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 is one of the most dangerous in the country. Paul Hardwick says his colleagues dread getting called out to the section between Junction 12 and 13. Jill Combi from the Home Counties North Advanced Drivers Group says hard shoulder running may be adding to the problem. Yes, there are dangers and I think with switching off lights... Uh, a lot of the onus is thrown back onto the motorist to keep himself as safe as he possibly can. But really, as with any kind of driving motorway or wherever, it's up to the motorist to have a really good look ahead, around them, behind, to know what's going on and adapt to their driving. David Cameron will say today that if the Conservatives win the general election, they'll open hundreds more free schools. But opponents say the schools are being set up in places where they're not needed. The Sun's newspaper's political editor, Tom Newton-Dunn, says the Prime Minister's argument will be helped by a new report. The other thing he'll have to hand will be quite an interesting report by the Policy Exchange, who claim through some quite interesting and well-documented research that free schools haven't just pushed up standards for kids going to them, but also, very interestingly, in all the schools around them. Patients in Luton are taking part in a project which gives them greater power over funding for health and social care. It's one of eight places in the country to take part in the trial, which allows people with complex needs to have more say on how healthcare budgets are spent. England's cricketers are playing Bangladesh to stay in the World Cup. Bangladesh have reached 244 for five, with England yet to bat. And the weather will be cold and dry at first, turning cloudy with light rain this afternoon. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I am going to retire.
because I'm not going to sit here all night reading emails. Morning. It's very, very tense here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Why? Well, we're discussing this story about the gentleman who was single. I just think I just think it's wrong on so many levels. He's single, but he wanted a baby. So he couldn't find anyone to have a baby for him, so his mum had it for him. That is... Come on, guys. 08459 455 555. We've got that. What else we got on the show, Catherine? Uh, we're talking about the vandalism in Wickham. Oh, this is nearly 200 cars, we think, since Tuesday, vandalised. If one of them was yours, do give us a call and let us know. Yeah, we um, were contacted over the weekend by a number of people and quite a lot of them don't want to speak. We can change your name if you'd prefer. We understand that it's very, very tense around there at the moment. So. I'd speak. I'd want to speak. Well, exactly. I'd want to speak. Look, I'm keen to know what they've been doing to your cars. 08459 555 Also, the M1, apparently the Bedfordshire stretch, is one of the most dangerous in the country, according to a local paramedic. He says that he and his colleagues dread being called out there, and he narrowly uh, avoided becoming a casualty along there as well. He said that it's, it's the lack of lighting. You're clicking your neck. I'm trying to. I'm very tense. I need a. I need a. I'm, do you know what? I'm going to book a massage in this week. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and see. Um, yes. Okay. Fine. We'll have some of that. Uh, and also with the the tragedy and the intrigue, the intrigidity of a dog murder at Crufts. I can't. I don't understand Cruft. I don't get it. It's certainly not a sport. It's a hobby. I don't get it. Showing off your dog. I mean. Can someone sell crafts to me? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You could, of course, uh, text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Catherine, do we have... Any, Any texts? I knew you were going to ask that. Well, that's why I was kind of talking slowly about texts, so that the, the seed would be planted in mm. your head, not your belly button. We've got a bit of facetiousness. Do you want that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Maffin Hanslope. The police are barking up the wrong tree with the poisoned dog. Get Huckleberry Hound or Scooby-Doo on the case. Oh, facetiousness. I remember what that means now. Yeah. No, I don't want any of those. Um... Oh, and a few more quite rude ones about the guy who was a sex pest, but also a drinker of petrol. This, you know, it's a very sad story. I mean, it's sad for his victims, of course. He was a sex pest. But the thing that intrigued me is that he was a petrol... Well, he was a petrol head, literally, in that he was addicted to petrol. He would... Because I'm guessing it's like a stronger version of meths. Now, meths is... You have to be in a pretty bad state to drink meth. Light... Um, not lighter fluids. What's that purple one? Caligas, no. Um, there was a, another um, met. No, not like white met. spirit or something. No, there's. The, it was used for heating in the seventies. Oh, right. What am I thinking of? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. People would drink that. Butane or something. But something like butane. No, that's a gas, isn't it? Don't drink this stuff for heaven's sake. Yeah. All right, Kath. Well, that that will stop him. I know, but a flipping egg. Petrol. You've really got to be in a very uh, desperate situation. How to... did he get hold of it? Well, you Is can he buy it at pump. <laughs> Drive through, isn't it? <laughs> he would take his girlfriend along, fill her up. You know, it's it's not a good situation to be in for anybody, is it at all? Bad situation. Very bad. I wonder if it's unleaded or diesel. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
I'd love to hear from you if uh, you've been affected by this. We had quite a few emails and, and, and Facebook comments over the weekend. Local reports say, suggest that up to 200 cars have been damaged in Wickham after four nights of disorder by a group angry about a death in local police custody. Habibullah died after being stopped and searched in 2008. The vandalism began when an inquest last week recorded a verdict of misadventure. We can speak now to Liberal Democrat councillor Simon Parker, who represents the Booker and Cressex ward, where many of the cars have been damaged. Uh, morning, Simon. Tell us about some of the stories you've heard, please. Uh, morning, Ian. And I think, uh, just going back to your previous article, I think paraffin is the... Um, paraffin, thank for. you so much, Simon. Yes, thank you. Well done. Thank you. OK. Um, uh, we've uh, heard reports. I mean, we're, we're hearing lots of figures, and I, I, I do um, urge people to use these figures with caution. Um, reports are coming in from all over. 200 sounds very high for me, but we certainly have got a serious problem here. I mean, I, I, I live in, in Castlefield uh, area, and the... Um, uh, representative for Booker and Cressex, which has also been there. But in my own road, there were 14 cars damaged on uh, Friday night. Uh, and what kind of damage is there, Simon? OK. Um, I was speaking to one of my neighbours, and she actually saw a group of young lads walking down the road, two, two groups of lads walking, uh, one from each direction, and as they were going through, they just had sharp objects in their hands, and they were just bashing out the windows of the cars as they went past. She saw them and uh, screamed at them and they ran off. How, how many uh, lads were there? Uh, I believe she... Uh, obviously, you know, people um, see these things and, you know, they don't take everything in at once. She no. thinks it was, it was a couple of groups of, of two each. Right. And she described them as, as youngsters, as, as teenagers. She said they were dressed in the, the, the usual hoodie gear and it was very difficult to, to make any positive um, identification. But we, we were talking about youngsters there. The police have uh, arrested some people, though, who were, you know, certainly of, of adult age. So it's, it's, it's really difficult difficult to know if this is a copycat thing which is uh, um, just spread throughout the area. What's, what, what are people feeling? Well, vulnerable, I think. You know, I mean, it's um, you know, 7 o'clock on a Monday morning. The first thing I did when I got up was uh, stuck my head out the window to make sure everything was OK. And, you know, this is so close to home that it is really, you know, vulnerability. There's, there's very little we can do to protect ourselves against anything uh, so random as this. Um, what we'd really like to see is, is you know, a, a, a more reassuring police presence because... Um, Speaking to people, certainly um, in in this area, we just haven't seen the the sort of level of surveillance we might have expected in the wake of uh, incidents of this nature. The police do say they're stepping up patrols. That they have made some arrests. What more would you like them to do, Simon? Uh, what I the, the impression I got was that the police were were making a very strong show of force in Castlefield on Saturday night. Now, this, I suspect, is probably intelligence-led, and this is where um, certainly local people would expect the... the um the, um, the criminals to, to be emanating from. Um, I just wonder if, you know, it might be more reassuring if they were actually patrolling the, the areas that are being, you know, um, targeted by these people. Mm. Um, it, it seems to me, you know, a show of strength to, to warn off the... Um, the criminals, uh, which doesn't seem to be working, but nothing there to, to actually reassure the residents. This isn't the first time this uh, this area has been targeted by vandals, is it? Wasn't there some trouble at the end of last year? There certainly was. There was um, an incident where I think up to a dozen cars uh, within a quarter of a mile um, radius were actually firebombed, and, and by that I mean completely destroyed. Blimey. Yeah.
And were there, did anyone get arrested then? Uh, there were rumours of arrested, but, uh, arrests in, in that occasion, but uh, this is one of the problems, and, you know, speaking to a lot of people, we never find out uh, the outcome of right. these, these incidents, and that, that's always um, a problem, I think, with victims of crime. People say to you, yeah, it would really be comforting if we knew that there'd been an arrest, there'd been a charge, there'd been a court case, but, you know, uh, unless they actually follow it through in the, in, in the newspapers themselves, they're not really getting this, this, this feedback. This is being linked to the um, the verdict on uh, the death of Habib Ullah. But yeah. um, uh, I, I remember the, the, the riots that you across the country a few years ago. You know, they supposedly started from the death of someone, but quite often it's just a load of chances, isn't it? See, looking for trouble. What are your thoughts on it, Simon? I certainly think the chances comment is, is probably valid. Uh, I, mean, I mean, there may well be... Um, disquiet with regard to this process but there is a judicial process we know it's tortuous um, for people but uh, you know if we don't follow the judicial process then you know the the alternative is anarchy and uh, i think what what we're looking at here is is probably probably um you know people cashing in on on this um i note that the uh, justice for paps campaign have made it quite clear they don't um support any any of this. Oh, they were on the show the, uh, last week and they uh, they are embarrassed by it all and uh, completely are. distancing themselves from it. Yeah, as I say, there's a legal process to follow. It can be torturous. It can be very frustrating. I'm old enough to, you know, remember back to the days of Blair Peach and uh, remember how long that took to uh, get resolved. But, you know, that really is, you know, it's it's the only um, it's the only tool in the toolbox. Simon, let's let's keep our fingers crossed it, uh, well, at least it burns itself out, perhaps not the most appropriate phase, that it, that it comes to an end. Um, Liberal Democrat councillor Simon Parker. 08459 Anthony's on the line. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us? Well, uh, I can give you a reason for this point uh, regarding the baby. Yes? Uh, or ever, we can say three words. A dream, right? Uh, a mother and a father. Mm. And definitely the health. I don't know all the full story on this situation, but just forever dream, I, I want a baby. Yeah. It's not the, the best way for the world. No. Uh, I keep thinking a baby needs a, a proper father and a proper mother. It's very rare these days, though, Anthony, isn't it, for, for um, uh, a child to be brought up in that situation with a mum and dad? Is that, well, whatever we we need to keep the morals at the top. Come on, the, the science is 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 if minds make a good progress, but it, it's not everything worth. Come on, you can't choose a lovely woman. Why not? If it's if it's a gay or not a gay, it's no problem. You can be gay on Sunday night and keep be a man on Monday morning. If you is, want to, is that what you do, Anthony? Is that what you do, Anthony? Wait a second. I make a baby's on Monday morning. Now it's not possible for me. I, what do you do Sunday night? <laughs> no, just stay night. Anthony, late speak night. to speak to Catherine. Catherine, say hello to Anthony. He's, Hi, making, Anthony. he's making points. Well, he's making some points. Um, be a gay on a weekend and a man on a Monday. Is that what you said? Well, for the baby, why not? Because if it's ever dream, well, make make in the proper way. Come there on. are plenty of men out there who happen to be gay and are still all man, Anthony. No, 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 wait a second. The, the be gay or not be gay is an option uh, for yourself. Could that you, is no problem for you, me. Or ever, or ever, be gay just for saying I am a gay and I have a baby or I have a son 
is all right. He's ever right forever, son. Anthony, do you really yeah. think being gay is something you can switch on and off? Could you fancy a man just on a weekend? No, well, if I want a baby, well... You what? could, if, if it was the only way to get a baby. If, if he has wanted a dream, make it a dream in the right way. Who would it be, Hugh Jackman? If I were. Who would it be then? Who would do it for you if you were going to be gay for a baby? Wait a second, come on. <laughs> if well, that's I what am, you're suggesting right, they do. I, no, if I am a gay, right, and if I have a dream for ever a baby, a son or a daughter, why not do it on proper way? Well, because you don't fancy women, so you wouldn't be able to do it, if you know what I mean. Well, if it's not fancy, you want me to try on the men, easily. And then they keep dreaming. Anthony, I'm, I'm trying to play. <laughs> I'm trying to place your accent. Where are you from, Anthony? Well, I am a Portuguese, or have I am. Oh, you I love speak, it. No, I speak very, very bad English. No, no, Anthony, yeah. you speak excellent English. Listen, uh, it's a great call. Will you, will you give us a call again, won't you, sometime? Okay, I appreciate. It. Thank you. Thank Bye. you, Anthony. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound is still very slow. Now it's from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes to Junction 13 for Bedford. And it's easing off northbound, though, out through the accident at Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 14 for Heathrow. And having a look at the speed sensors in Beaconsfield on Amersham Road, it's looking very slow southbound from Longbottom Lane towards the A40 London Road. Also looking busy through the roadworks on the A1 Great North Road between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout and on the train to the 737 service from Luton to Bedford has been cancelled. Samantha Breff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Good evening, my name is Roberta from the Afternoon Show and I wish you a regular Christmas and a regular New Year to everyone. It's uh, 7.17. It is Monday, the 9th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police patrols have been increased in High Wycombe after another night of cars being attacked by vandals. A Watford supporter has been left with a serious head injury after an assault following the Wolves game on Saturday. And a paramedic says the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 is one of the most dangerous roads in the country. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio is about and for the people of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's the most creative radio station that I've ever known with the most creative people. Everyone loves what they do first and foremost and everyone feels and knows the responsibility they have, like the audience that they're talking to. We've always been at the heart of the community. I'm not ashamed to say we are a local radio station. It's because we cater for so many things. I'm a Luton Town fan, I can get my commentary. If I want great soul music, I can listen to Tony. If I want consumer advice, it's Jonathan. The people who are making the radio on and off air, people, are just so very... Hang on a minute. Why didn't Dealey mention me there? He mentions Tony Blackburn, he mentions the sport, he mentions... Well, why does Justin Dealey not mention... Can we get Dealey on the line, please? Well, listen to the rest of this, but... Be very dedicated, Can very we get Dealey, please? We're not scared to try anything. Something we all take great pride in. We want it to sound like a good station, and I think that comes across on air. BBC right. Three Counties Radio. Get me, get me Dealey. Get me Dealey, please. I want to work with him. Don't care where he is, I want to speak to Dealey. Hazel's on the line. Good morning, Hazel. Hello. I'm furious with Justin Dealey. 
What have you got for us, Hazel? Um, well, I was just wondering. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about this until you said about the um, young man having his mother having his baby. Yes. But was it all done... I mean, a woman can't produce an egg outside her body unless it's done surgically and then fused with the man's sperm and then re- put back again. Well, I hope you're enjoying your breakfast at home as we discuss sperm. <laughs> Catherine? It wasn't his mother's egg. It was a donor egg. Right. It was a donor egg. Yeah, they couldn't do that. I mean, legally, ethically, you couldn't do that, because that would... No. Well, no, but I mean, but how... still... So it was put... The, the unit, if you will, was put inside the... So m- they got a pipette full of the little baby seed and put it on her belly button, um, and then that went inside her tum-tum. OK, Hazel, I mean, I'm not going to tell him, are you? No! <laughs> Is that not right? No. He rubbed her bottom. <laughs> no, it's uh, Hazel. Listen, it's, so it's not genetically. It's not her baby. Okay, she's uh, a carrier. Yeah. So it was. So it was done. Um, I mean, so it's obviously allowed legally. Yeah, it's allowed legally. He's done nothing legally wrong. But l- l- the law of the land is not always the law of God, is it? No, no. It's it's wrong and it? it's messed up, isn't it, Hazel? It is. Yeah. And I do. Do you agree with me? If you're a single person, oh, I want. I want to have a baby. Man or woman, if you're a single person and you want to have a baby, do you know what? Okay. Tough. Yeah. Tough. Yes. Well, I come from the age where it was yeah. tough. You yeah. know, if you wanted ba- a baby, even if you, you were had to get down a to married it. couple, yeah. if you d- couldn't have a baby, you couldn't have a baby. Yep, yep. So, yeah. Hazel, thank you very much indeed. Okay. Thank you. We're getting some really good calls about this. Hazel and Anthony making some strong points. Mm. Anthony suggesting gay men out there. Here's a top tip. If you want to have a baby, don't go for no, all this. No. Get your mother involved. Just stop being gay for a day. No, no, no. He said you can be gay Sunday, straight on a Monday. A real man on a Monday. That's, 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 uh, that's uh, my... Where's Delia? I want to speak to... I'm serious. I'm angry. We're, we're trying to locate him. No, uh, he's... Uh, yeah, I bet you are. Oh, I, I bet you are. Are you? Are you actually? No, it's... I'm going to you we actually. To OK, well, what are you doing then? You're, you're, you're surfing Facebook. I'm researching. Yes. What, what are you researching? Thank you. Stay on the Kelly's going to get him. I'm just waiting just, for him to pull over. Safely. Just relax. I'm, I'm fu- I can't relax. I'm furious with him. Well, I think you might be jumping the gun. I mean, why do you always think the worst of him? Dealey! Hello, boss. How are you doing? I'm furious with you, mate. What have I done now? It's what you haven't done, mate. Go on, tell no, me. It's what, it's what you've done. Go on. And what you haven't done. Right, go on. Go on. Should we have a little listen to this trailer, mate? Yeah, go on. Have a listen to this. BBC Three Counties Radio is about and for the people of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's the most creative radio station I've ever known with the most creative people. Everyone loves what they do first and foremost and everyone feels and knows the responsibility they have, like the audience that they're talking to. We've always been at the heart of the community. I'm I'm not a clue to say we are a local radio station. It's because... Right. I recognise that voice, that yep. Cockney Barrow boy voice. Oh, really? Because the first time you met me, you said to me, oh, Justin, you sound really posh. What? The mm, first time I met words, you, not mine. that was three years ago, mate. Why have you clung on to that, you deviant? Now. Go on, carry on. So my, my mate, Justin Dealey's coming on. Yeah. Ooh, what's he going to say? I'm looking forward to this. Let's have a little listen. Mm-hmm. We cater for so many things. Yeah. I'm a Luton Town fan, I can get my commentary. Okay. If I want great soul music, I can listen to Tony. Yep. If I want consumer advice, it's Jonathan. And people who... Oh, and then it stops. Wow. I can't believe they've done that. I'll tell you why. Oh, you are... No, 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 no. Watch the video. No, mate. No, watch the video. I can't, I can't do that for legal they reasons. They have edited that. I said, if you want a great laugh in the morning, I've got Ian. That's what you're I said in the he's video. A, you're saying he's a joke. You're saying no. he's a clown now. No, I'm just saying he's this, you know, good laugh, good bants. Kath, stop stirring it. This is between me and Deals. All right, so... Joey told you coke. If I, if I be honest, love, go back inside. I'll sort this Leave out. Leave it, Ian. It's not worth it. It is completely worth it. Here, 
Sorry? Don't be a hero, mate. You can kick your nose out of it as well. <laughs> also, um, I've seen the video. I can vouch for Dealey. He does say that. Well, why did he... Thank you. Why did he... Right, you... Right, button it. Go and get yourself gin and tonic. I'll be in in a minute. Justin. Yes, boss. Why didn't you mention me first? Uh, because, well, it's obvious, what, what shall I work on? I thought I would mention some of the other programmes first, just to give those programmes a bit of an ego boost. Pity points. every day I give you one anyway. He gave him some pity points. You give, you give me one? Uh, yeah, every day. It's true, he does. I've seen it. You two button it. Go mm-hmm. inside. Wait for me in there. Are we done? Yes. OK. I'm on the streets, by the way. Whereabouts, whereabouts can people come and uh, touch you? Uh, I'm in Caddington this morning at the okay. moment. I was going to go to uh, Junction 12, but uh, I couldn't quite get on the motorway this morning. Traffic uh, was very heavy going northbound. Um, I'm on the streets talking about uh, the gay single man who's been using his mother as a means to, to have a baby. A means to an end. Yes, and I can tell you one thing, that uh, things are very tense on the streets. You'll hear those views in around ten minutes' time. Justin, thanks very much indeed. A Bedfordshire paramedic is calling for lighting to be installed along his county stretch of the M1 after narrowly avoiding becoming a casualty there himself. Paul Hardwick joins him on the line. Morning, Paul. Good morning. What happened to you? OK, I was uh, travelling southbound just after finishing a night shift and I saw a lorry in lane one. There's no hard shoulder along that stretch. About 400 yards away from it, I decided to overtake. Yeah. I went into lane three to give it a wide berth. Mm. And about 200 yards away, the back of the lorry exploded. And so I started braking, and then the lorry hit me, took me into the central reservation. I had to climb out of the car through the window, looking up at the, the HGV driver who was parked on my bonnet, he said, I didn't see it. I said, what do you think you saw? What do you think you hit? I don't know, it's down there. And the result of which was a seven-seater taxi that was pretty much demolished. It turns out it was uh, unlit, broken down in the fast la- in, oh. in lane one. Oh, blimey. That sounds terrifying, Paul. It was. <laughs> is adrenaline brown, <clears throat> uh, and it's un- it's unlit there. Is that right? It's a, it's yeah. It's completely unlit, and there's no hard shoulder. And the vehicle had allegedly broken down with no lighting. The cam belt had gone. Yeah. There's no lighting, so the HGV hit it at probably fifty-six miles an hour. And uh, then took me out. Was anyone uh, was anyone seriously injured? Um, the taxi driver had serious neck injuries. Yeah. But I mean, I know because the st- they, they were still in the vehicle. Yeah. Oh dear. I know the stretch of road, Paul. I, I'm assuming you've you've spoken to authorities about this, but I don't know either the police or the highways agency. But if you did, what did they say? Um, the, the police officers on scene said it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> wow, gosh. They have an incident every day on this stretch at this time. Now, you're a paramedic as well, uh, uh, and you told one of my colleagues that you, you, you dread getting called out to this section of the M1. We all do. At, at that time in the morning, because we know what we're going to face. When the traffic is slow, when the traffic management is on, it's not a problem. But during the night, when it's unlit, you've got, what, 60, 60 yards of um, headlights in which to respond 
if anything comes in front of you. And what kind of accidents are you seeing there, Paul, in your professional capacity? All sorts. It's just anything stationary, you've got no time to react. Uh, we spoke to the Highways Agency. They sent us uh, a statement, uh, uh, and it says this, we keep safety on our network continually under review, and there's nothing at this stage to link the incidents that occurred on the M1 in Bedfordshire. In all cases, we work alongside the emergency services to clear incidents as quickly and as safely as possible. Your reaction to that, Paul? Yeah, the guys on scene are agreeing with me, saying it is dangerous. Um, obviously, Highways Agency have increased traffic capacity with very little cost to themselves by opening up this extra lane. Paul, listen, I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, and were you were you uh, badly injured, Paul? Um, at the time, no. My yeah. adrenaline was rushing. Yeah. I was running around like a mad thing. Um, about four days after I seized up, I couldn't move. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've been off work since November. Oh blimey! Just gone back. Just gone back now. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you're on the men, Paul. I really appreciate you. Uh, you telling us your story sounds absolutely terrifying, doesn't it? Your thoughts, please, on that, on the the, the single lad whose mum was a surrogate um, woman for him. I don't know. I'm not against surrogacy. You just think it's a bit too close when it's your mum? I'm old enough to remember the very first surrogate woman in this country. She was on um, um, breakfast television with Frank Boff. He wasn't involved, unusual. But, um, yeah, I remember it, you know. The, I, I, so I've, li I've, lived, I've lived through the changes. I've lived through, I've, I've seen the stories, the discussions, the ethics. I've, I've lived through all that. But this is messed up. You think? Yeah, I do, actually. I do think it's me. It's not his mum's baby. I don't know what you're... It passed through her. Well, he passed through her as well. It was good enough for him, wasn't it? it? That's a good point, actually. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 13 for Bedford, and that's because of an accident earlier. It's on the hard shoulder, but there are still delays. And also southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. It's stop start there on the M1. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very busy around the cameras around Junction 2 for Wellham Green. And it's also looking quite foggy in patches, so that could cause some visibility issues. In Hitchin on Parkway, looking at the speed sensors, it's very slow around Paynes Park and London Road. And on the trains, the 7 37 service from Luton to Bedford has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. There's been another night of cars being vandalised in High Wycombe. The attack started last week after an inquest into the death of a man while being arrested by police ruled that he died from misadventure. A Watford supporter is in a critical condition after being attacked after the game at Wolves on Saturday. The 44-year-old from Hemel was on his way from the ground to Wolverhampton Station when he and his friends were assaulted. 
The paramedic says the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 is the most dangerous road in the country. Paul Hardwick says that he and his fellow paramedics dread getting called out to the stretch between junctions 12 and 13, where five people have died since September. The weather will be cold and dry at first, turning cloudy with light rain this afternoon. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers have been set 276 for victory in their must-win match against Bangladesh in the World Cup. Bangladesh made 275 for seven off their 50 overs. Liverpool and Blackburn's FA Cup quarter-final finished goalless at Anfield. It means two of the three quarter-finals played so far will go to a replay. Here's Liverpool boss Brendan Rodgers. I'm pleased we're still in the, the hat for the next round. Of course you want to win the home game, but uh, it's credit to both sets of players. First to my own, you know, on the back of two great wins in the league, obviously it's a tough game for us and, and we put everything into the game and just couldn't quite make the breakthrough. Watford are joined top of the Championship with four other teams after their draw at Wolves, but MK Don's automatic promotion hope slipped after Saturday's 2-0 defeat at home to Preston in League One. The Dons are now four points adrift, but manager Carl Robinson still feels they can go up automatically. That's it now. We think we have Swindon and maybe just Doncaster have creeped into that sort of final spot in the top half that is able to still to play. So I'm running from here and in. The players can't use any excuses from now on. It's as simple as they couldn't ask for better fixtures, and we have to hold on to that. Um, this is the lowest point of it. Luton Town's League 2 automatic promotion hopes were dented as they lost 3-2 at home to Morecambe. After the match, Captain Steve McNulty and manager John Still were involved in an altercation with a Luton fan. Wickham remain third after a draw at Southend and Stevenage are closer to the playoffs after their win against Newport. In tennis, Britain will host France in the quarterfinals of the Davis Cup after victory over the United States. And finally, in rugby, Bedford lost 15-8 to Yorkshire. Carnegie. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. Right, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about. Surrogacy. Should you be able to have a kid if you're single and you just fancy a kid, like you fancy a new sofa or you fancy an Xbox or you fancy a puppy? I don't know. Uh, but Justin, mm. Eurovision. Oh, yeah. Now, the the British... Is it British or English? English? British or English? Great Britain, I think. The European oh, King... The United Kingdom's United Eurovision Kingdom. song entry has been chosen. Mm. It's a swing duo... Yes. ...called Electro Velvet. Uh-huh. Alex Lark, 35, and Bianca Nicholas, 26, will perform Still In Love With You at the contest's 60th anniversary in Vienna. That'll be good. Actor Mark Gattis of TV's The League of Gentlemen tweeted, just heard our Eurovision entry. Doomed again. <laughs> I heard it sounded like the uh, bird's eye potato waffles. <laughs> the waffly versatile. versatile. Justin, do you remember? Yeah. And we're trying to remember his name. Catherine only, only just remembers, remembers it. Do you remember the local gentleman who writes songs for Eurovision? Oh, 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 yes. And you took his song to the streets. I did, yes. Wasn't very popular. It wasn't, no. no. Fair play to him. He took the criticism on the chin. He did indeed. We should get him on. I wonder... What's his name? Sorry? What's his name? 
Steve or Mark or Colin. Every year he said he said that I could write a song which would win us the Eurovision Song Contest. That song we took that out on a ghetto blaster. People didn't like it. No. What I would say is that uh, the guy you're talking about here, our new entry, he's local and vocal. He is from Welling Garden City. Mm. Right. What we need to do, and this, this may be pushing it a bit this morning, asking my team to do something. Yeah. Um, just the one. Oh, I see what you're doing. Sorry, it's a bit rude. Um, what we need is we need to uh, get this song by Electro Velvet. Yeah. And we need to find the local Europe- Eurovision song man who wants to enter but is denied every year. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Which one do you want? What do you mean? You want two things this morning. I want the song. Yeah, well, I want it's, it's one item. I want the song. Kelly, have you heard this? <laughs> hmm? Kelly, have you heard this? No, Two demands at once. When I, oh. when, I, when I make demands at WM, done like that. I want the, the Eurovision song entry, and I want the local gentleman, and I want to play it to him, and I want to get his thoughts on it. This guy's an expert. Mm. Local local and vocal, Justin. He is, and his song, by the way, is uh, on YouTube. I believe it's had ten views. All right, well, that's, that narrows it down, yes. so I'll look up for things that have had... Just find on him! He's from Buckinghamshire. I think he's from High Wycombe. Uh, type in Eurovision. His name will come up straight no, it's not, away. No, no, it hasn't. We had him on two or three times. He's been on a few times. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. All right, hang on. He comes on, to be fair, and whenever he comes on, you give him a hard time, but he keeps coming back for more. No, he's, I don't give him a hard time. He's brilliant. He takes it. Um, he takes it. <laughs> BG's caller. Roger Hodgson. Pam. It's not Pam, is, is it? Is it Roger Hodgson? <sighs> I won't be able to tell you straight Oh, no, away. that's the fellow from Supertramp. <laughs> it's unlikely it's him. Someone will know. Scott, you're listening. You normally know when I make these these weird uh, references. Who are we talking about? Anyway, Catherine will find him. Yep. And we'll have him on. This morning, Catherine. Well, what? it's good to have a dream. <laughs> his number starts with 01494. Speaking of this, what's this? What have I found? Go on, what's his name? Is Roger something, I'm sure. Is it Raymond Marks? That could be it. Hang That's on, the one. Raymond the one. Marks. Legend in his own underpants. Yeah, yep. this is the man. Right, I'll give him a ring. Get him and get the song, please. Flipping it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Blimey! You have it cushy in there. Switch off. Hello, good everybody. Good morning. This is Britain now. And One Direction are on. Give me a break. Oh, yeah, sorry. They won't be together much. They're splitting up, aren't they? Are they? Oh. As long as Harry stays. Justin! Mm. I don't care what people think. My baby's loved. I'm happy and nothing else matters. This is the gentleman, um, Kyle, uh, who's had a, a baby via his mother. It's a surrogate baby, so genetically it's not hers. But I just... It, well, there are two things here. Mm-hmm. If you're single, oh, I really want to have a baby. Well, tough. It's not how it works. And uh, secondly, it, just his mum being his surrogate, his mum is the baby's mum and grandmum. That is very, You need very, somebody very you can trust in that situation, but that, for me, is... Too trusting. Yeah, a little bit too trusting. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we couldn't really make our minds up on, on what to ask people at 10 to 7. It no. got very heated, very it, tense very between tense. you two in the studio. So I've just literally gone out with the facts this morning and asked people for their opinions. And again... It got a little bit tense on the streets. How did you present the facts? Um, I just told them... In a slightly bigoted, biased way? No, not at all. I just explained the facts, uh, which you've just explained to our listeners this morning. Uh, People's faces. Some people didn't want to comment on this, but uh, the people that did make comment, here's what they had to say. So what do you think about that? Well, I think it's happily disgusted, personally, and it's out of order. There's nothing wrong with gays. My my daughter's gay, I can't help that. Mm -hmm. But I think 
to use your own mother as a surrogate mother is disgusting. But why is it so disgusting? Well, I just think it is. You know what I mean? So, so no reason you just think it is? I just think it is, yeah. Just tell me your thoughts on, on the facts that you've heard this morning about this story. Um, well, I, I think that it's, it's, it's a good idea that he got his mum involved because, as I say, it's, um, he's keeping the genes from his side of the family as well. Mm. And, um, well, if he really wants kids, it's, it's the only... Yeah. It's really the only way he's going to... So you don't think it's weird in the slightest? No. No, I think it's fine. Perfectly yeah. normal? Perfectly normal, yes. Yes, I would, yeah. I think it's all right, yeah. It's a bit out of order, I'd say. Um, Again, out of order. That's yeah. the second time I've heard that phrase here. Why is it out of order? Well, it's just not right. You shouldn't have your mum carrying your son, but your child should be something that you do with someone else, not your own mother. Out of order, out of order, that's all I can say. Um, I'm just reading this story. It just strikes me as uh, very, very odd, Justin. It is a bit odd. Um, all the opinions I've heard this morning, again, a lot of those we couldn't use on air, um, but the opinions that, that have come in, the majority of men I've spoken to think it's it's out of order, as they say, and quite why they're using that term, I don't know, but they think it's it's wrong. But uh, some of the ladies I've go. spoken to find it a bit more acceptable. Here we go. There's there's, there's a story in the, in the mail, and then there's a comment piece by Amanda Platel on the next page, right? And this this is it. This is it, right? She says, What is so disturbing is Kyle's sense of entitlement. Why should his right to be a parent be inalienable? What about the rights of an unborn child and its future happiness? And that's the thing. We, we, I, I don't... <sighs> I don't think we necessarily have a right to have children. No. And that child at school, how is he supposed to explain to his friends? And, and let's be honest, kids at school, they are brutal. Weren't they you? can be Weren't really, just... really horrible. How is that child supposed to explain to his mates effectively where he's come from? Just, mm. uh, can you take Eurovision to the streets if anyone's yeah. bothered? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe, maybe they've heard the song, or I mean, it was. It was the, I think the BBC chose it the other. Day. I don't quite know what the process is. I'm surprised it's still well, going happens, on. Whatever happens with Eurovision, whatever happens, and and you can speak to it to Raymond later on. If we come up with a song which is the absolute mustard, yeah. uh, we are not going to win because we need to face facts. The rest of Europe absolutely hate us. That's not an excuse, but they don't. Vote for us, do they? Here it is. Oh. <laughs> oh, they've tried to copy that woman. Who's that woman? Who does? Um, is it not? Oh, I know. Caro Emerald. Yeah. It does sound like plate of waffles, doesn't it? It's yeah, it does. <laughs> wobbly versatile. Well, don't get on the wrong train. Oh, this is. Um... Don't go out in the. This is this is worse than Gemini. <laughs> I feel like I should stick up for him because he's local, but that would be the only reason I'd be sticking up for him. Waffly versatile. Grill and bake and fry and beat him. You'll be a good patient. Take your medication. I worry so each time I go. Try to keep... Oh, dear. What was the, what was the one about the fella who was a, 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 a schoolboy or something? Do you remember that one a few years ago? No. It was a rap about being in school or something, and there were sexy schoolgirls... Dancing. You're not thinking of that. Um, uh, oh, and again, as a local connection, I think one of them is from Kings Langley. Are yeah. you thinking about what, when they were on the plane? Scooch. Scooch. No, no. not Scooch. I there like was, that one. I thought it was there good. was one where they were. In, it was a teacher in a school, and it was like a rap song. Um, Sounds awful. 
Um, yeah, anyway. Justin, take yeah. it to the streets. Cheers, Cheers my dears. I mean, Properly versatile. We don't want to win, do we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just awful. Steve! Morning. What do you reckon to this, Steve? Oh, yes. What do you reckon? Like something from the 30s, didn't it? Didn't it? Because they had drum right. and bass there, didn't they? Yes, Steve. Yes, about the baby issue. Yeah, the baby issue, as uh, sorted by Stephen Dunstable. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, surely we're, it's like a modern Frankenstein, isn't it? We're still in the Frankenstein days with medicine. Well, no, they've not chopped bits of bodies. They've not made a baby no, up out of bits. But you're mucking around with it. You can't do that thing. It's immoral. It's wrong. What about all the people who've had IVF babies? Is that mucking yeah, around? Yeah, well, that's wrong as well. They shouldn't muck around with it. Oh. We shouldn't pay for IVF either. That's else. Anyway, that's another issue. But the issue we're on about, what, if this person wants a baby, there's loads of children that need, that need parents in, in the homes, you know, that are orphans or whatever. So, you know, these people who go all through the palaver of having baby, to me, are self-centred, selfish, and I'm not following that with another word, because I'll be banned. <laughs> wow. Oh, eight four well, five nine four double five five double five. I mean, you've... Uh, right. Can you not understand the desire to have someone who is genetically yours? No, not in that situation. Not having your mother carrying the baby. Have you got kids? Yeah, I've got two. Why did you be selfish and have kids when there are already plenty <laughs> out there? You could have adopted a couple. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom, <laughs> Stephen! Well, put it this way. If I was in the position to do it, I would do it. You were, that, though, and you didn't, so don't give me no, that. No, I, I wasn't. Listen, you don't know my mental status. <laughs> uh, I think we do, Steve. <laughs> wobbly. <laughs> yeah, it's great being wobbly. I said that. Better Th- than being normal. Thank you very much, Steve. We're all normal and we want our freedom. 08459 555 five is the telephone number if uh, you wish to give us a call. I'm not, and I'm not that bothered. Uh, we're not bothered about him, him being a gay lad, That's which is why I'm kind of not dwelling on that, because it's, it's irrelevant to the story. You are a bit hung up on the fact that the carrier was his mother. The two, there are two things. One, he's single. Yes. Two, that the carrier is his mum. Do you know my only worry? Yeah. He's quite young. He's only in his early 20s. What's your name? Um, uh, well, no, he's 27, isn't he? Yeah. He's a supermarket worker, 27 years old, right. I think. OK. Fair enough. Hang on a minute, let's find his, uh, his age. Well, his, his mum's 46, if that helps. I know what you're saying, but He's 27. Okay. Um, the thing is, when there's a baby in, inside a, uh, a lady's b- b- belly... Wow. ..you kiss it and you talk to it and you stroke it. I'm not touching my mum's belly. Not for nobody. That's disgusting. That is disgusting, isn't it? Imagine kissing your mum's belly, going, hello, are you in there? Thank you. Are you in there? Oh, would there be a baby inside? Or is it just random? <laughs> hello, little baby. But it's your mum you're doing that to. Well, that is messed up. And you know that is messed up. You know that is messed up. But there's no suggestion he did that. But that's part of the bonding process. It's not really. You're oh, of course it is. Singing music and shining a light on it and well, watching it dance like I a sea monkey. I couldn't kiss my own, but I was pretty much quite bonded. I used to read. Kelly's moving towards the microphone. She's got something insightful to add. No. No, she hasn't. No, she has. I've got faith in her. She's on, moved Kelly. towards the microphone. She's got something insightful to add. Go on. Don't let me down. You're late for travel. Oh, nuts. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 southbound, it's stop start from Junction 12 for Flitwick to Junction 9 for Redbourne. And on the A1M southbound, that's looking very slow from Junction 8 for Hitchin to 7 for Stevenage. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very slow from Junction 22 for St Albans and 19 for Watford. And in Amersham on Gore Hill, that's looking slow southbound between the A413 and the A40 London Road. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays coming up in the next 40 minutes. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Emmy. 7.46, Monday the 9th of March. I mean, Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police patrols have been increased in High Wycombe after another night of cars being attacked by vandals. A Watford supporter has been left with a serious head injury after an assault following the Wolves game on Saturday. And a paramedic says the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 is one of the most dangerous roads in the country. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a chilly start to the day. Lots of people are scraping ice from windscreens. It's pretty much gone now, it would appear. Temperatures are steadily rising. Now the sun is up and there is sun to be seen. Blue sky and sunshine, if a bit fresh this morning. Now the sun isn't going to hang around all day, I'm afraid. Uh, we have got some cloud moving in, coming in from the west and the south, and that's going to be with us from lunchtime. As it arrives, we're going to see the wind pick up a little as well. So uh, turning a little cloudier, a little breezier, and also some rain going to arrive as well. Some patchy, fragmented rain arriving from lunchtime onwards, really. You may get one or two heavier bursts in there, but it's most likely to be fairly light. The maximum temperature up to around 11 Celsius. Now, overnight tonight, dry, um, eventually. Going to hang on to that rain for the first part of the evening, but it gradually moves eastwards, pulling the cloud with it. So beyond midnight, we'll see the rain disappear, and then finally through the early hours, the cloud disappearing as well. So the clear skies mean the temperature drops down to one. The sheltered spots could see a tomorrow morning but Tuesday is looking lovely plenty of sunshine despite the chilly start bit of cloud in the afternoon but should stay dry and the maximum temperature 10 Celsius 50 degrees in Fahrenheit and that's your forecast Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, last week, we told you about an undercover investigation into the controversial Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. Reporters from Channel 4 News filmed two members of the Serco management team talking about detainees in a negative way. Well, following that, two members of staff were suspended with reports that some of the detainees were skipping meals. Heather Jones is a regular visitor to the facility as a member of the Yarlswood Befrienders group. Morning, Heather. Good morning. Uh, are some detainees still skipping meals? 
it's very difficult to get a clear picture. Certainly there have been some um, protests, such as uh, skipping meals. Um, I don't think it's been particularly widespread, and most of those women are eating food that they're buying in the shop themselves. What's been going on at Yarlswood since we last spoke? It's, it's difficult to tell from the visit hall. Some of the women I have seen in the last week have been quite upset by what has, they have seen. Um, some have said, well, they, they ought to have an apology. I don't know whether that has since happened. Um, some of them don't, you know, they're more concerned about what is going on with their case and remain focused on that. We had a message left on our answer phone here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, I don't know if you were made aware of it, from a, a very uh, distressed-sounding woman, I won't give her name, who claimed she was from Yarlswood. Uh, and we have been unable to track this woman down. Uh, and she sounded in a very agitated uh, state. Uh, are people there upset? Oh, yes. I what did hear the, the re- a recording of the message. Mm. And it sounds very much like a lot of the messages that are left on my phone regularly. She sounded very panicked and was basically saying, can someone come here now? Yes. Often people who contact their befrienders think we are going to be able to get them out, Mm. which, of course, we can't. We can be there with them. We can support them, give them a lot of emotional support. Sometimes there are positive things that we can suggest they should be talking to a solicitor about. Sometimes they're not even aware of the services that are available within the centre because when they're detained, they are so distressed, they don't take in information that they are given. Sometimes there are other organisations that would be particularly relevant to their, um, their case that can offer some support and assistance. What should happen now at Yarlswood, Heather? Well, the detention inquiry report, again, limits detention, wants to limit detention to 28 days. Um, from, the, uh, from the report, they compare our asylum system with the Swedish system, which uses caseworkers, and they have case management, early intervention, there's a welfare and rights framework, and that's all in the community. The figures that they had were from 2013, where of the 14,000-odd refused asylum seekers, 76% left voluntarily after their cases were concluded. Only 2,000 and just under 3,000 people were detained. They had 54,259 applications in that year. In the UK, there are only 46% of people who refused asylum voluntarily uh, left. There were only 23,000 compared to the 54,000 in Sweden applicants that year. Of in detention in, um, in Sweden, the average stay was five days. Mm. And we're not in touch with anyone that has been detained that length of time. That's not long enough for people to get into contact with us usually. Most of the women that we are talking to on a daily basis who are visiting regularly have been detained for two, three, four, five months and longer at enormous cost. Why? 
Heather, uh, I really appreciate your time uh, uh, on this. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, yeah, we did receive a call last week, I think it was, from a young lady claiming to be at Yarlswood, uh, sounding very agitated, and she left a message. It was um, a little bit difficult to understand, not what you were saying, but w w what you wanted from us. If you do want to give us a call, may I suggest that you ask for Catherine? Um, and someone will either put you through to her uh, or take a message for her. And if you call sort of between 9 and 11, it's probably the best time, really, in the morning. Uh, so if you do want to uh, make contact with us, then, then call the number that you called and um, ask to speak to Catherine or leave a message for Catherine. And, um, you know, I don't know how it works in there, but if there is some way that you, we can get back in touch with you, I don't know if there's a phone number in a, in a, um, a dormitory or something like that, then uh, do let us know. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's all right, isn't it, Catherine? I've given out your name as a point of contact. That's no, fine, that's great. Because uh, she sounded very upset, uh, that woman, and do I have no... Re you know, it sounded particularly genuine call, but I couldn't quite... We couldn't... We were struggling to work out what it was she required and from And what us. was happening. Yeah, so do give us a call again. Uh, I've asked you to do some production work. Yeah. What the hell is going on? It's done. What? It's done. Oh. It's all sorted. I was all set to unleash my fury. Bad luck. I've got, I've got balls of fury. Have you? On DVD, it's a great film. Is it? What's it about? Um, ping pong. Oh. Um, so, oh. Sorted. So we're going to be speaking to Raymond Marks. OK. And he'll be giving you his considered opinion on the new Eurovision. He wants to know two things. Yep. Perhaps you could do this. Yep. I mean, I could Google it, but... Yeah, go on. Um, he wants to know what the song is, how they were chosen, and how it was decided that that was the best song. Right, the song as is... As you know, he um, thinks he's had the answer for some years and no-one's asking him. No, he's got... The BBC committee picked it. Ah, uh, Suits. Um, and, yeah, the Suits picked it. No, I think I think this fella's got... Makes, makes a lot of sense. We'll get, I'm glad you got him on. Well done. Yeah, he's happy to do it. Next time... I'm not going to criticise you, I'm not. Go gonna. on. Not well... Go on, I dare you. Initiative. Wow. I didn't know about this fella. I was reading the news then and quite happy. There's glass there, you can't hit me with your paper. Ray is near Bedford. Mysterious. Ray, I like it. What have you got for us? Good day, Ian. Good day, Again. Ray. Uh, this, this child that's going to be born from a mother... It's happened. Oh, I'll tell it, you what. It's happened, it's out. It, popped out. It, 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 it seems like a little bit of incest, if you ask me. Um, I know it's very controversial, but... If you, in the animal kingdom, if you, as a breeder, breed animals of direct genetic DNA, in other words, um, mother with the brother or something to that effect, you get a lot of animal defects. In other words, you know... Uh, well, this, ba this baby is, gen is genetically not connected to the mum. It's all from, an, uh, from another woman. So uh, uh, th there is none of the mum in the baby. It was just held in her, inside her tum-tum and came out through her woo-wah. Well, do we know that? Was it not a C-section? Oh, I don't know. Let's have a little look. Because she's an older mother, sometimes they have a C-section. Would that make it more palatable for you? Um, it would, if anything, that would make it worse. Oh, really? Using, um, uh, uh, on face value, says the male, it's a story to make anyone recoil. But Anne-Marie simply carried the child. Using a donor egg fertilised by Kyle's sperm, she became the first woman in the UK to be a surrogate for her own mum. Son. Yeah. Son. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't it, it's a lot like incest, isn't it? Going back to the Americans. To the Americans? 
Yeah. What do the Americans do? The, the, the outback ones. Oh. Well, yes, it, yeah, yeah, it squealed like a piggy. Thank you very much indeed. I'm trying to find out whether it was a C-section or whether it was a vaginal birth. It shouldn't make any difference. Well, it, you, well then, why, then why, did, why did you bring it up, mate? Well, I just thought... No, mate, you were... That you were, seems to be a sticking point for you. You were clutching at... Uh, when she was checked out by the GP, it turned she had, uh, I, going through, I thought that was that. The cost of the procedure, around £14,000, was made up entirely through savings with a little help from Anne-Marie and Alan. I guess that, I don't know who Alan is. I went for 12 months without a holiday to save up enough holiday time and money, says Kyle. Oh, did you, Kyle? I didn't, go for, ho- didn't go for holiday for a whole year. Didn't go on holiday for a whole year. Well done, Alan. You sacrifice. must love that baby. That's called sacrifice. I'll find out whether it came from a thingy bob or a what's it in a second. Wow. Hang on. What? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stop start on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise is very busy between Junction 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40. On the M40 it's slow from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church to 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. And looking at the speed sensors in Aylesbury on the A41 Tring Road, that's looking very slow between the SO Garage Mini Roundabout and Bedgrove. On the A1 Great North Road, it's very slow through the roadworks from the Eaton Soken Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout. And on the train departure boards, the 820 service from Luton to Seven Oaks has been cancelled. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. It just gets worse and worse, this story. She had an elective C-section. Okay. The consultant warned me about the dangers of a C-section and wanted a natural birth, but I said no. I didn't want to push this baby out because I felt it wasn't mine. Oh, my. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, more cars targeted by vandals in High Wycombe. A Watford fan has been left with critical head injuries and paramedics want safety reviewed on the M1. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been a fourth night of cars being vandalised in High Wycombe. The attack started after an inquest into the death of a man while being arrested by police, ruled that he'd died from misadventure. Louise lives in the Cressix area of the town and witnessed one of the incidents. Literally, within the space of them running up the road, they were literally smashing car windows as they were running past them. Literally, it was as quick as that, running straight past, not even not even stopping. You know, glass everywhere, car alarms going off, and obviously on the phone to the police. A Watford supporter is in a critical condition after being attacked after the game at Wolves on Saturday. The 44-year-old from Hemel was on his way from the ground to Wolverhampton Station when he and his friends were assaulted. A man will appear at Cambridge Crown Court today charged with the murder of a man from Potton in Bedfordshire. Jess Smith was found shot dead on New Year's Day. Jane Killick reports. The body of the 36-year-old father was discovered inside a car at Burwell in Cambridgeshire. Post-mortem tests showed Mr Smith died from a gunshot wound to the back. 42-year-old Mark Mosley from First Drove in Burwell is charged with the murder of Mr Smith and the attempted murder of another man who was injured. A paramedic says the Bedfordshire stretch of the M1 is one of the most dangerous roads in the country. Paul Hardwick says his colleagues dread getting called out to the section between junctions 12 and 13. Jill Comby from the Home Counties North Advanced Drivers Group says hard shoulder running may be adding to the problem. Yes, there are dangers and I think with switching off lights 
uh, a lot of the onus is thrown back onto the motorist to keep himself as safe as he possibly can. But really, as with any kind of driving motorway or wherever, it's up to the motorist to have a really good look mm. ahead, around them, behind, to know what's going on and adapt to their driving. The first attempt to fly a solar-powered plane around the world has begun in Abu Dhabi. It will take the Solar Impulse and its two pilots five months to complete the 12 stages of the flight. Bob Van Linden from the National Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. says it's about much more than two men going on an adventure. Fossil fuels are limited and we need to find a way to uh, still power our machines for decades, if not centuries, to come. And solar power is, is you know, it's cheap, it's clean. Um, it has its drawbacks, but um, but this flight is to attempt to demonstrate that they're making major steps into improving its efficiency. In sport, England's cricketers have been set 276 for victory against Bangladesh in the World Cup. England, who need to win the match, are now seven without loss in reply. The weather will be cold and dry at first, turning cloudy with light rain this afternoon. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius, that's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. <laughs> Versatile. It's like a Caro Emerald. Waffly versatile. Waffly versatile. Well, don't get on the wrong train. And what? The Who? <laughs> no, it's like who's that band? Um, Cotton Eye Joe. Oh yeah. Who were they? I think it was Cotton Eye Joe by Cotton Eye Joe. Okay. This is your song, Britain. This is the Eurovision Song Contest entry for this year. We're going to be getting an expert on in about 20 minutes. Local songwriter who says he could do much better. Well, hang on a minute. My five-year-old could do better than this. Some younger guys. Your thoughts on it, please? Oh, 08459 Also, the gay man who is single, his mum's been a surrogate mum for his baby. It just feels... Weird, doesn't it? Oh, go away. Oh, no. Oh, no, I can't make it go away. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Right, there we go. E3 Counties Radio. There we go. Smoothly done. Smoothly done. Smoothly, smoothly done. We'll get some of your texts in a bit if you want to give us a call, though. 08 459 555 Now, there's been a fourth night of vandalism in Wickham with police saying they'll be stepping up patrols until they catch all of those responsible. Local reports suggest up to 200 cars have been damaged this weekend with their windows smashed and graffiti sprayed on the bodywork in attacks linked with the death in custody of a man called Habib Ullah. He died in 2008 after being stopped and searched by police. An inquest last week recorded a verdict of misadventure. Well, Mohammed Khalil sits on the Thames Valley Independent Advisory Groups. We spoke to him last week. Uh, morning, Mohammed. This is getting out of hand, isn't it? 200 cars damaged since last Tuesday. Good morning to you. Yes, absolutely getting out of hand. And um, I was actually out on patrol uh, with police uh, late Saturday evening. And uh, as I said in the press statement, turning up to see... Um, faces of innocent victims of crime, putting plastic covers on their smashed car windows on a, on a cold night was a very, very depressing experience. 
And as what are the police doing about it? Well, they say they brought in extra resources. Um, it's not working, is it? If the numbers are going up the way they are, clearly there's, there's issues to be dealt with. Uh, wh- why aren't they just flooding the streets for the next few nights with police officers? Uh, well, I don't think they've got unlimited resources. No, but the, but 200 cars have been smashed up. You, they've got to do. They've got to increase their presence, haven't they? Uh, in presence has been increased. We had two people on horseback, uh, two officers on horses, oh, right. and we've had extra officers from other areas. But I'm not here to defend the police actions. I'm here to express uh, the anger of the community. Um, one of my family members had to pay over a £1,000 to replace the windows on their cars. And other people are worried, what, are their cars going to be smashed tonight? This is totally unprecedented. As you said, estimated to be nearly 200, around the 200 mark, uh, smashed cars in the area. That is very, very worrying. Do we know, Mohammed, if insurance companies are paying out on this? Uh, in some cases, it's clear um, some people are paying themselves because they don't want to uh, have their excess affected. Yeah. The other thing is that people forget this will affect the postcode. So if you've had um, a number of cars smashing certain oh, postcodes, yeah, that, insurance yeah. will look at that next yeah. year and start rating that area as a higher risk. What's the mood like there, Mohammed? The mood is not, sadly not good. People, quite rightly, are waking up in the morning and one of the depressing sights I saw was someone with graffiti scrawled in a massive banner across their car driving to work because they simply could not stop and deal with it they had to get to work they woke up and found that horrible criminal damage to their car people are reporting it to the police but you know what can the police do they do need to deal with as i said in my press statement that um, any tensions and mistrust between elements of the community and the police do need to be addressed and what is the graffiti? Is there any variation on the graffiti, or is it this this uh, the MP? No, NJNP. Is 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 that it, or is there anything else? Uh, predominantly, I've heard it's NJNP, which stands for No Justice, No Peace, which was associated with uh, the Justice for Paps campaign. But we've spoken to the certainly the family of Habibullah, who was uh, the person involved in the death in custody, have absolutely no connection to this. I'm pretty sure the mother, the sisters, and and Habib's, you know, um, first family, primary family, absolutely condemn all this. Ah, oh, Mohammed, it's a depressing story. Let's let's hope it gets sorted out very, very soon, shall we? Mohammed Khalil sits on the Thames Valley Independent Advisory Group. If you've been a victim to this, maybe it's happened in your street, or it's happened to your car, or your mum, or your brother, or something. Then do give us a call. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh yeah. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, more, oh, this is the story that keeps on giving, more evidence on the uh, 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 panther. I don't know if you've seen the picture I've retweeted from Ian, who managed to take a picture of the panther in his house last week. Yeah. Not a great picture last week, not a great picture this week, but we're certainly building up an image. Uh, Ian says, I camped by the lake and was woken by the panther's breath on my face. I was terrified, but took this pic. And it appears to be a very, it, it's blurry, but you can make out, well, you can make out a terrifying eye and a black face. Wow. It is, I've just retweeted that. Let me just check that. Wow. I think maybe we this should is, retweet uh... that from the three counties account so that more people get to see it because it really is 
absolutely terrifying ev that there, there is a panther on the loose mm. Mm. Uh, we are uh, idiots by the way yeah. sorry uh, we're idiots who said mostly you but um Stu in bedford He's says got a point cotton eye joe wasn't cotton eye joe it was rednecks that was, was you that was the idiot well you know that was you that were the idiot oh, sorry. that was you that were the all idiot right, all right, i'll be the idiot this time <laughs> we got any taxes come on now. let's have let's Helen have it. milton Keynes, surrogate mother how did the baby receive its nutrients while being carried in the womb yeah. there is a great deal of grandmother in baby in this baby which is being disregarded Disregarded. Disregarded. <laughs> Is she going to breastfeed it? No, it's not her baby. She won't do that. If she's not going to give birth that way, she's not going to feed I'm it that I'm talking about the woman she... who's just texted in. Oh, Helen in Milton Keynes? No yeah. plans. She's so, if she loves it so much, why don't she marry it as a baby? <laughs> Stu in Bedford is uh, feeling a little bit sad today, so maybe we could... Last day of my notice today, so this is maybe the last time I get to listen to your well, no. show. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to lie, I'm slightly emotional. Keep up the great work in, Catherine, Kelly and Justin. Cheer, pull your um, socks up, mate. Hang on, we've got a podcast. Yeah, yeah no excuse. Was, what, do you mean, so, what, what does he mean it's the last day of his notice? What does that mean? means that he will be changing jobs, so maybe he'll be working right. different hours. So maybe okay. he'll be able to lie in bed a bit more. Well, you can listen to the radio in bed. That's how I listen to LBC. You can listen to it online now as well. Computers? LBC.com. There are certain colleagues that I will not listen to in bed because it feels wrong. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. Gary and Luton, I hope this bloke... I don't listen to this radio station. Hmm? Neither does anyone else. You do? Uh, yeah. You listen to JVC. I heard this bloke who got his mother to have his baby wasn't there watching the birth because that would be wrong. Yeah, Andy. that would be weird, wouldn't it? She'd be all out on display and it's his mummy. No, but not her private parts because she was having a C-section. But still her boobies. No, you don't see boobs in a seaside. Oh, don't you? No, I don't think you do. I reckon I could if I tried. <laughs> uh, Janet says, I know in a biological level it isn't, but the surrogacy story has a vaguely incestuous feel to it. She carries her own Oh, this is... Janet. Listen to this. This is messed up. As I read this story, I become more and more disgusted with... I think it's beautiful. The... I think it's beautiful. All right. All right. As little Miles was born, he was passed straight to his dad. Yeah. He came out quickly. I got a good view of him, but all Mum could see was his bottom. I cut the cord, so he's touching her internals. No, he's not. He's touching her... In that is connected to her, so that's part of her. I cut the cord, they handed me to him, and I put him straight on my chest for skin-to-skin -skin contact. Yeah, nice, that's what it's you It's a moment do. I find really hard to describe. No, it's not. You've got to put a baby on your chest. It's beautiful. You remember that surge? But I was so relieved. He cried and I cried. Yeah. It felt right, and I thought, finally, after all this, all the stress and upset, he's here and he's mine, he can come and live with me. Now, here's the bit. Because up no, to that, that point, it, it, that's it, what everyone feels. It, 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 it. Go on. Sky Blue, it is not you. And this is, this is it. I knew Mum had the legal right to take him if she wanted. And the hospital wouldn't allow me to take him home on my own as it was against their policy. So... Even the hospital know what he's doing is wrong. No, that's just standard with a surrogate. Oh, for goodness sake. That is, it's, so his mum has got more rights over the baby than he has. In the baby's he, grandmother... Yeah, yeah. This is so messed up. The woman who gives birth to a baby, standard. If the, she's not married to the father, she gets more rights. That's standard. And that's why you do it with a family member, because the trust is there. She's not going to whip him away. Oh, God, this is disgusting. Her name is on the birth certificate. Oh, that is wrong. When it came to signing the birth certificate, Anne-Marie was reluctant. It didn't feel right, she says. Miles isn't my baby, but by law we had to sign it and Carl was worried we'd get into trouble if we didn't. 
Today, Miles lives in his father's tidy two-bedroom flat. What a strange detail to include. <laughs> the only evidence of a baby is the beautiful pure white cot in the nursery, over which hang a few coloured bunting flags. See, they're making it sound weird by saying this, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The only you know, evidence of a baby, because he's too tidy. Do you know why they're making it sound weird? <laughs> because, because it's weird. No, no. It's not weird. It's not weird. It's different. Carl believes Miles will be an only child. I'd have liked more children, but I don't want to push my luck and I'm not greedy. Well, I suggest you are, sir. How old's the mum? 46. That's all right. His mum? Yeah. Yeah, 46. No, mate. I'm, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. The Highway Code, says Dave in Sunderland What's Park. that got to do with it? I'm changing the subject. All oh, right, thanks. M1, lights. I swear they had it. No, they never. That would they be... never had it. She's a surrogate. That would be wrong. Um, the Highway Code states the driver who's broken down must display a hazard triangle, something he could have done while the battery still kept his hazards on. What in the middle of the motorway? Why does this government have to idiot-proof every square inch of this country? People can't use common sense or follow the rules. It's the government's fault, of course, and something must be done. Mm. Linda. Did he eat the placenta? Good question raised by Scott on Twitter. (laughs) Did he eat his his own mum's placenta? I I don't think he did. I agree with the paramedic. I used to drive from Junction 8 to Junction 12. An idiot could have told them there would be accidents when the lighting was removed. It's very disorientating when you go from light to dark. Why on earth did the planners bury their head in the ground or making stupid decisions to save money? I tried to Google, has anyone done a survey regarding the increase in accidents between 10 and 13? I couldn't find anything. very specific Google. (laughs) <laughs> there needs to be a risk assessment done, as it obviously wasn't before they removed the lighting, says Linda, who's livid. Livid Linda! Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Beaconsfield, the A355 has a lane blocked by an accident at the A40 London Road, and that's causing delays from the A413. On the A1 Great North Road, there's looking very slow through the roadworks at the Black Cat roundabouts on all approaches, it's causing delays. And the A5 southbound has queues building up from Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne southbound. And the M1 southbound, that stops start between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Looking at the M25 on the cameras, the anti-clockwise is looking very heavy between Junction 12 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40. And on the trains, the 824 service from Bedford to Brighton has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.16, it is uh, Monday the 9th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been another vandalism spree in High Wycombe with numerous cars being attacked over the weekend. A man will appear in court today charged with the murder of Jess Smith from Potton who was found shot dead on New Year's Day. And a paramedic says safety on the M1 in Bedfordshire needs to be reviewed after a number of fatal accidents. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Good morning. Oh, hang on a second. Morning. I'm over here. Hello. Good morning. You sat in a different corner. Isn't your chest hair going white? Isn't it just? You're the first person ever to comment on that. It really is going white, Isn't like it? like an old lady. <laughs> no, like but like Burt Reynolds, I think you mean. Yes, I mean that. Like yes. Burt Reynolds. Yes, it is, isn't it? I, I'm just I'm at this stage now where everything's going grey. Go with it. Oh, I'm I'm going to. I'm, I'm embracing. I just wish, wish it would hurry up. Really? I want to be complete. Imagine if I had completely white hair. Wouldn't I look good? Um, yeah. I? No, you would. Yes, that's right. I'd look like Ernie Almond. 
but <laughs> but, but but stylish, <laughs> stylish. But, but let it let it happen. Yeah, gently. bring I it mean, on. It's, it's a process, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm actually going a little bit grey. Where? A little bit more. I know you can't. Just, I know. Can't see it. <laughs> with my colour of hair, you can't really see it. But when I have my hair cut and it yeah. kind of falls on my lap while oh. he's cutting, I have a little rummage through it. Yeah, yeah. What? And uh, there's loads of little white things yeah. in there as well. On your and the hair in your lap. It's happening. Um, it's. I'd rather go grey than bald. Oh, okay. Wouldn't like to be bald. Oh no. Well, no. Well, I wouldn't like to be bald. Not because I think it it doesn't look nice. Because I think it can look very I think, smart. I think it's hideous. No, it can. Uh, it's a genetic it, defect. Baldness can look very smart on the right face. Yep. You haven't got the. I haven't got the right face. I've got a slightly big head. No, you wouldn't work. And uh, just. Uh, well, no, actually, do you know what? It would be all right. You if you If you had that balding in the middle, but you kept the side bit, that would be all right. <laughs> no, it would work. Oh, thanks very much. But you're, in a, you're on another 10, 15 years on you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're on an Cling old on. I'm not going to go bald, bald because uh, my hair is very thick. OK. So much so that like my... some of your callers. My, what? My barber has to uh, thin my hair out. Do you have to have yours Yeah, thinned? I have to have mine thinned out, yeah, which is, which is great, but then it means within a few weeks it goes all big and bushy. Growing my hair a bit. Are you? I say growing it. I'm not going to go, you know, like hippie style, but I'm just going to have a little bit of length. I like a bit of length every now and then, so I'm going right. to pursue that. Well, I feel we've we've really explored one another's hairs this morning. Haven't, haven't we? we just? And maybe tomorrow we can do it literally, like monkeys. Like a couple of gorillas. Yeah. We picked our way through yeah. one another's hair. Yeah. It's a very erotic image. <laughs> <laughs> Thank for the ladies and indeed some of the gentlemen to think about. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, how should the person who poisoned Jagger at Crufts be punished? It's front page news today. An Irish setter called Jagger has been poisoned at Crufts. The dog was shown on Thursday, returned home on Friday afternoon and by Friday evening he was pronounced dead. The vet was suspicious and on performing a post-mortem discovered undigested steak in his tummy laced with poison. Wowzers. Local dog trainer Nina Cole has told my team this morning whoever poisoned Jagger should be dealt with in the same way as someone who'd poisoned a child. Oh. Well, from nine this morning, I want your reaction to this. How should the person who poisoned Jagger at Crufts be punished? Surely it should be in exactly the same way that you would punish a murderer of a human being. No? Why have you gone quiet? I don't want to fall out with you. Well, you're not saying you don't agree with that. Yeah, I do. I do not agree with that. Why not? Police are following all the leads. But you see, this is the thing. People are making these flippant jokes. Yeah. This is, this is like a member of someone's family. Yeah. This is like, seriously, having a dog... Yeah is like a member of the family. Okay. If some disgusting person decides to poison yeah. a member of your family, yeah. how would you feel? I'd be very upset, Jonathan. It's exactly the same with a dog. Sorry, Jonathan. You, you, don't, you don't agree, do you? No, I don't. From nine this morning, how should the person who poisoned Jagger at Crufts be punished? I'd like your call on 08459 Taser. No, I'd lock them up for life. Thank you. 
every Sunday morning from nine. I play soul music. I've always had a deep love of soul music. Soul music is such happy music anyway. When I say soul music, I'm talking about Motown and Philadelphia. Tony Blackburn. The artists that I'd play really would be people like Luther Vandross, Alexandra Neal, Sister Sledge, you know, a lot of the Motown, Diana Ross and the Supremes. With two hours of great soul music for Sunday morning. There's some good new soul records that come out. I do include them, but they're mainly classics. Most people like hearing music from the 70s and 80s and uh, particularly the jazz funk era. Tony Blackburn. Music is, has been and always has been a very strong part of my life. Every Sunday morning from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. By the way, if you want to um, uh, hear Tony Blackburn and myself in conversation, i.e. having a chat, there's a podcast you can go and get. Special podcast. I've just EMPS you, Catherine. Special podcast um, uh, with me and Tony Blackburn having a chat for about half an hour and it's a cracking listen and he's a, he's a thoroughly good uh, top bloke and he's an excellent gentleman. What? You passed me? Uh, that's true. That is true. Um, what were you? What did you ask? Uh, we're trying to get hold of Raymond Marks, who's agreed to speak to us. He's our Eurovision expert. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think he's put his phone down in the cradle properly. It's permanently engaged. Raymond, put your phone down in the cradle properly, otherwise you're going to be permanently engaged. And we want your local vocal um, expert advice on... Well, on this. <laughs> A waffly versatile. It's just a. Sounds like a Nintendo. <laughs> it does actually. It sounds like some sort of platform. A waffly game. versatile. Well, you reckon, Jess? Well, do you know what? I'm surprised that Raymond, uh, this is the guy who thinks he can write us yep. a Eurovision winning song, but he can't even put his no, phone down properly. He's going to come on. We, Catherine has spoken to him. We, we, we will get hold of him. We'll, we'll get him on today. And if not today, definitely tomorrow. But we, we, we will get hold of him. This, this is it. This is our entry. It's not even. I mean, it, it's it's not even like um, jokingly bad. You know, it's not even. Oh, this is a, a tonguey. You know that this is the best these people could do. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's very disappointing. But then again, it doesn't matter what we put out for Eurovision because we are never going to win that competition. We should be brave, boss, and we should say, do you know what? This year, yeah. we are not going to enter. That would win over the people's respect. We should we should pull out early. Yeah. We should totally just just. Well, instead of going in half-heartedly. Yeah, just just pull out now and say, do you know what? I'm not having this. Yep. We let's, don't really want to win, though, do we? Let's get these fellas, whip them out, and let's go home. Why aren't we allowed to actually put our best acts forward? Is that a rule? Can mean, we like not put Adele or Sam Elton John Smith forward? Well, no, blue. No one. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. No one wants to. Uh, no one wants to because they, they they know that they would get trounced because it's all about politics. There used to be a myth, didn't they? Uh, I don't know whether it was um, true. I think it's a myth. Um, that these people used to write songs for Europe but didn't go in themselves, but I think that's a load of old... Um... Justin! <laughs> yes? You've taken... Sorry? Yes? Have you taken it to the streets? Oh, wicky, wicky, wow, 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 wow. Uh, yes, I have. I've got some uh, audio Such coming up here. Um, I took uh, a ghetto blaster into a kitchen a moment ago and uh, caused some, some havoc in there. Take a listen to this. Good morning, madam. What's your name? Debbie. Debbie, what do you think about this Eurovision vibe? Is it for you? It's catchy. So you quite like it out of ten. How do you score it? 
six. Six? <laughs> six and she likes it. Okay. Uh, madam, what do you think about this tune? Oh, it's awful. Really? I don't I don't rate it at all, actually. I mean, when Eurovision comes on, do you even care about Eurovision? No, I don't. I don't like it at all. Tell us why it's such a turn-off for you. It's just... I don't know. You should get someone who's really good to sing it and not just choose anything. So we stand a chance. That's um, not a great review of our Eurovision song. No, Thank you very much. Take care. OK, bye. So it hasn't gone down too well so far no. this morning. But again, no. you know, it's early in the morning. Before nine, I could have people rushing up to the radio car saying, do you know what? That is a serious tune. I think we are going to win Eurovision. Uh, have we got our fella yet, our Eurovision no, expert? No, in fact, Raymond, if you're listening, and I hope you are, because he did ask me for um, the station's, um, what's it called, digits. Maybe he has been listening, that's why he's not answering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Raymond, do you know what he's like? 08459 555555, Raymond, please, Raymond. if you could give us a call. Oh, right. Um, 08459 affordable 5555. Caroline in Bedford is one person who will speak up for uh, Electro Velvet. Oh, yeah. Eurovision song, love it. Quirky. Oh. And let's be honest, quirky. quirky wins. It'll probably do well. It won't do well. It will do terribly. They might do a special dance or take their clothes off. That wins, doesn't it? Nah, it's not going to happen. Depends what they look like. Mm. Justin, uh, it's annoyed me, that song. Uh. It, it, has, it has annoyed me. Karen mm. in Welling Garden City says that new Eurovision song sounds a bit like uh, Will I Am song, Bang. Here's, um, here's the, uh, the, the one I was speaking of earlier on. Here we go. Did you learn at to oh, no. Do you remember this? What was that? It was sexy schoolgirls in the competition. worse than in St Winifred's choir. <laughs> Daz Sampson this was. Here we go. Get ready. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna rap now. Gonna rap. A Eurovision style. They're gonna say the words and not sing. So they were trying to get hit. Here we go. Gonna say the words with my mouth. I'm not gonna sing, I'm gonna I say them. Here I come. Dwelling on the past from back when I was young. Thinking of my school days oh. and trying to write this song. Classroom schemes and dreams, man, they couldn't save me. Cause my days were numbered when I signed down on AV. Teenage kids running out. Middle-aged white man doing a rap. Trying to sound hit for the kids. Oh, that was you were saying, oh, you were so good. You were so good. I had a message through from Colin Berry about this one. Hey, the Colin legend Berry. that is Mr. Colin Berry. We Let's all stand up and salute him. Come on, guys. We, none of us, stand up, boys. Stand up. The verdict of the United Kingdom panel. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says that was Daz Samson Teenage Life. Did well in our charts. Yeah, it, <laughs> did do, it did do well in the charts. I remember Wogan getting behind this rubbish. He says, quite glad not to be involved anymore. There's no easy way to select a song, but having a selection whittled down by voting to six to seven on a show called A Song for Europe and then getting regional UK juries to vote seemed a reasonable way of do you know? It. Not just sticking a pin in the way we've jogged along these past you know, my, one of my ambitions is to be the person representing the UK in the Eurovision when they go, well, we can go live now to London, and you oh, go, yeah. hello, Europe, the rest of the world, and then you get a little funny line in. Yeah. 
The scores from the UK are... And then you, I'd love to do that. But they always sound cooler, the European ones. Hello, London. Hello, London. I'm not wearing any pants and I'm touching myself. I would like to give five points to uh, the European song for Britain. Exactly. Was it you? Hello there. This is... I'm not wearing any trousers and I'm touching like my bottom. I'd like to watch you do it for a different country. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm up for any of them. <laughs> up for, apart from the, the, the former Soviet states. I don't want to get involved with those guys. <laughs> Terrible track record. Justin? Yes, boss. Love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great Northwest, it's looking really busy from the... That was an accident. I do apologise, Sammy. It was an accident, please. I don't believe you. To the Black Cat Roundabout, it's very slow through the roadworks. In Beaconsfield on the A355, there's a lane blocked by an accident at the A40 London Road, and that's causing delays from the A413. In Markgate, the A5 southbound's very slow from Lynch Hill to the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne, and on the M1, that's looking very slow from Junction 12 for Flitix, a junction 9 for Redbourne. That's we had reports that that's stop start because of those queues. On the A1M southbound, it's queuing because of people looking at an accident on the opposite carriageway at junction 9 for Letchworth, uh, between there and junction 6 for Welling Garden City, so that's looking really slow. And on the trains, the 848 service from Luton to Brighton has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Liak. New the headlines. There's been another night of cars being vandalised in High Wycombe. The attack started last week after an inquest into the death of a man while being arrested by police ruled he'd died from misadventure. A man will appear at Cambridge Crown Court today charged with the murder of Jess Smith from Potton in Bedfordshire. The body of the 36-year-old father was discovered inside a car on New Year's Day. And a paramedic says safety on the M1 in Bedfordshire needs to be reviewed after a number of fatal accidents. Paul Hardwick says that he and his colleagues dread getting called out to the stretch between junctions 12 and 13. The weather will be cold and dry at first, turning cloudy with light rain this afternoon. Top temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers have been set 276 for victory against Bangladesh in the World Cup. With England needing to win, they've reached 43 for one in reply. Liverpool and Blackburn will have to replay their FA Cup quarter-final tie after it finished goalless at Anfield. The Blackburn manager, Gary Bowyer, says Liverpool won't enjoy the playing conditions at Ewood Park. I'm not too sure that the pitch at Ewood is, is, is anywhere near the standard here. You know, unfortunately, at Ewood, it's, um, it's not been great of late, but um, that might be a little bit of a leveller for us. Watford are joint top of the championship with four other teams after their draw at Wolves, but MK Don's automatic promotion hope slipped after Saturday's 2-0 defeat at home to Preston in League One. The Dons are now four points adrift, but manager Carl Robinson still feels they can go up automatically. That's it now. We think we won't have Swindon and maybe just Doncaster have creeped into that sort of final spot in the top half that is able to still to play. So I'm running from here and in. The players can't use any excuses from now on. It's as simple as they couldn't ask for better fixtures, and we have to hold on to that. Um, this is the lowest point of it. 
Luton Town's League 2 automatic promotion hopes were dented as they lost 3-2 at home to Morecambe. After the match, Captain Steve McNulty and manager John Still were involved in an altercation with a Luton fan. Wickham remained third after a draw at Southend and Stevenage are closer to the playoffs after their win against Newport. And Luton Town Football Club says it's planning to rename its ground at Kenilworth Road. Chairman Nick Owen says an announcement will be made in a couple of weeks' time. In tennis, Britain will host France in the quarterfinals of the Davis Cup after victory over the United States. And finally, in rugby, Bedford lost 15-8 to Yorkshire Carnegie. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. 08459 455 555. Well, well, well. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been a busy show. Very busy show. We've uh, hardly... Uh, t- t- I didn't get around to talking about Al Pacino, who's 74, and his 35-year-old girlfriend. Yes. Al Pacino is 74. His girlfriend is 35. Nice. Al-, Al Pacino told my friend off once. Uh, they were doing. They were acting a scene together in a movie, and my friend's character had this little quirk where he would twirl his hat. And Al Pacino, in the middle of a take, stopped and said, "Would you stop twirling your flipping hat? I'm trying to act here." Gosh, yeah. I hope your friend gave it back to him. My friend looked down at him and said, "Sorry, Al. He's only we, Al Pacino. Tiny. He, Is it? Yeah, he rides around in the uh, turn up of people's trousers. Seriously, <laughs> he's, he's suspiciously dark haired, isn't he? Considering how old he is. He's under. What's Al Pacino? Five foot one. Google it. I will. He's also seventy-four years old, and he's got a thirty-five-year-old girlfriend who looks like his granddaughter. Well, that's but that's like having. Um, surely that's that must be his nurse. I mean, that's insane. Any other seventy-four-year-old gentleman. Uh, uh, with a 35-year-old girlfriend. That's insania. Isn't it? It's disgusting. I mean, I like Al Pacino, but I don't think I could like him that much. I like Al Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> best Al Pacino film? Well, that was Scarface. Yeah, but the best Al Pacino film um, is not Scarface. I like Scarface. It's so. good. Yeah, it's but good. It's not, but the best Al Pacino film? He's 5'7". Um, That's massive. It's the same giant. as me. That's nonsense. Five seven. He's not five seven. Huge. He's smaller than five seven. Never That's seen five, anyone seven. that tall in my life. I'm that tall. Oh, it's massive. Dog day afternoon. Oh really? Have you seen that? Have you seen Carlito's Way? Okay, back to me. Have you seen Dog Day Afternoon? No. Have you seen Carlito's Way? No. It's, it's a Mexican standoff. No. It's a Pacino standoff. No, it's one of those where he's trying to get out no, what I'm saying of the is, game and they won't let him get I'm out of the game is, and he's we, trapped in the we game. We haven't seen each other's films, so we're having a Pacino... That's a Pacino standoff. Oh, right. Where you have, it's like a Google whack, but we haven't seen each other's Pacino film. Have you seen Dog Day Afternoon? No, have you seen Carlito's Way? No, a Pacino standoff. It's, it's, it's an on pass. Mm. There's no escape from that. Mm. Well, there is. We could both watch them. Will you watch mine first? Not going to happen. I might. I'm, I'm not going to watch yours. Well, I might watch. No, I might watch yours, and then that t- um, takes away from you, doesn't it? I might have seen Carlito's way. It's quite good. Uh, but Dog Day Afternoon is flipping brilliant. It is. Who br- did analyse this? Yeah. Um, De Niro. That, that was Billy Crystal, wasn't it? And De Niro. I like it when De Niro did does. analyse that. I like De Niro's comedies. Yeah, I do. Uh, of course, um, um, the, the what's the film you, you lent me the other day that we like? King of Comedy. King of Comedy. Also, I love Midnight Run. Have you seen Midnight Run? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's brilliant. He's a bounty hunter, and he's got to go and get... I think it's Josh Brolin from the other side of, the, of America, but Josh Brolin is afraid of flying, and it's just, it, uh, there's a great bit where he's... he's, he's Do you like he, an odd couple buddy movie? Yeah, he gets him, and he says, I'm not, I'm not going on a plane with you, Robert De Niro. He says, you're, you're going to go on a plane. I'm not going on a plane. I've got... Um, what's the phobia where you're scared of flying? Planophobia. He says, I've got planophobia. He says, yeah, you're going to have fistophobia in a minute. Oh! 
<laughs> and it's one of those films that's really sweary, loads of swears, but they would show it at 5.45 on a Saturday on ITV, so it's all you mother fluffer and <laughs> stuff. you melon farmer. Yeah, Are so... there any women in it? Like a sister? There's like a... I think there's like a hot prostitute oh. that falls in love with one of them. Right. So that's great. I'm in. So we didn't get a chance to talk about that. It's a shame. But we have talked about the... the uh, I'm gonna look, I keep going to say gay for The gay part is irrelevant, actually, so apologies, because it is irrelevant to this. Yeah, but the, the male's quite interested in that bit. The, yeah, and, and, and I've been sucked into that, and, I'm, and that's, that's nothing to do with Should it. Should know better. The single dad... Yeah. ..who uh, was single... Um, and he wanted to have a baby. He couldn't find anyone to take his seed, so he gave it to his mother. She had a baby for him. Uh, 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 that is messed up. Yeah, but she didn't just take You think seed. it's all right? Yeah, I did. You make me want to puke. Why? Because I can see that you could just be a vessel for someone else's baby. I can see that. It's not your baby. I can completely get that. No, but how can you have a baby growing in you... But not be connected to it. It's your blood. It's literally your blood is pumping through that baby's veins, and you have yeah, no connection only to like it. Like a parasite. And, and when they come out, it continues the parasitical <laughs> attitude. It doesn't. If it's not yours, you hand them over. Job done. So we've spoken about that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What else have we talked about? I'm um, tempted. To, I'm going to be something like a midnight run for a quid on uh, Amazon. Go on, you carry on. Can you do that after? No. This is Send what it feels like. This is what what you're experiencing now is what I experience all the time. Disinterest. <laughs> Complete disinterest. At work or just generally. A Scent of a Woman is a good Al Pacino movie, says Marco of St Albans. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's all right. The Eurovision song is like a Star Wars jazz band song, says Bart. Oh, I know what you mean. You know what you're trying to mean? The one the prawns do. Yeah. Well, we, we, we can, we can um, put it to our expert... Ladies and gentlemen, I give you a local uh, singer-songwriter, Mr Raymond Marks. Good morning, Raymond. Oh, good morning. Raymond, I'm... Oh. What was that? Uh, the computer, I was trying to sort of uh, see if I can get through. But no, no, that's fine, it's all done. Excellent stuff. Now, Raymond, uh, you, you've been on this show uh, many times before, a couple of times before. We're always uh, proud to have you on. Just remind people of, of what you do, why, why you're such an expert on Eurovision. Um, well... Statistically, we have performed very, very poorly. In the last 15 years, we've been in the top five only twice. And I think the top five is an honourable result. Prior to that, when we had a, uh, a, a knockout song contest, we were in the top five about 55%. Mm. So I, I don't quite understand why the BBC is so coy about um, uh, this method of choosing it when we did far better. And I was just looking up what, how they chose this time. It was internal selection, red button service, on a programme broadcast yesterday. Well, I've just looked through the TV guide. There's no sign of a programme called Our Song for Europe 2015. I thought it was on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday the 7th. Saturday, I, I... and you can't find a listing for it. It was very well hidden away. I only knew about it um, because there was a tiny, tiny paragraph in one of the papers on Saturday when I was doing a radio show. Yeah. So I was aware of it, but they, they didn't really... It used to be a big, um, well, a big fanfare about it, didn't there? Yeah, well, um, statistically, we did far, far better when we had the knockout than we did this sort of rather... Um, coy, obscure selection process. Well, Raymond, let me let me just play you a snatch. Hang on, this is this is the uh, Eurovision Song Contest entry for the UK 2015. Have a listen to some of this. Lovely versatile.
to get sneezes or nasty diseases. Take good care when I'm not there, I'm still in love with you. Well, that's uh, Euro's electric swing duo, Electro Velvet. Raymond, your thoughts, please. Well, um, first thing is it sounds very like, uh, is it Manhattan Roof Orchestra or Don... Temperance 7 type of style. Oh, yeah, style. yeah, yes, it does, yeah. Um, I, I, it's a nice song. When you're asked the question, will it win Eurovision, what I said to you is, um, hand on heart, if you'd announce it had actually won Eurovision, I think I would be a bit surprised. So you don't think it, 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 it doesn't stand a chance in hell, does it? I mean, it's it's A, it's pretty poor, and B, Eurovision, well, Eurovision's kind of fixed anyway, isn't it? That we, We'll never win again, will we? Well, if you told me, Adele, someone like you had won Eurovision Song Contest, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Mm. Have That's a listen. the level we've got to be in at, I think. Raymond, have a listen to this. This is one of the songs that didn't make it on Saturday night. Do you think this would have done any better? Running down the speedway, chasing on my ice cream. Running down the speedway, chasing on my ice cream. Yo, we're wow. Yo, we're wow. Yo, we're wow. Yo, we're wow. You may, be able, oh, you may be able to guess from that, Raymond, that's wow. They didn't make it on Saturday. Would, would that have fared any better, do you think? Well, um... It's, uh, I would say that's a song that has a very um, sharp appeal to a, a, a smaller group of people. I think Eurovision has got to be a universal type of appeal. It's a bit niche. Wow. Um, yes, you know, it, it's, um, it, it feels a little bit like rap, which um, some people absolutely love. Um, and uh, I think strategically we've got to be in it to win it, and this isn't the way of going about it. If BBC were in charge of the British football team, you know, the English football team, to own the World Cup, we'd have been thrown out on that. <laughs> that is an excellent analogy. Raymond, you, of course, have written songs for Eurovision. Did you write one for this year? Well, I have one ready called Danger No Stranger. It was a sort of Bond-type thing, because I think, you know, Bond would be accepted as a British sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the thing I'd say about those two songs you played, they've got very, very long introductions. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought that's a bit of a handicap in Eurovision. You've got to get in quick. Don't bore us. Get straight to the chorus. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my own experience has always been, oh, we're deciding. We haven't decided yet. Oh, we haven't decided yet. Oh, we've decided. That's, that's, it's like a sort of standoff. And um, I was chatting to Mike Reed um, on the radio some time ago. Oh, yeah, the DJ. He yeah. was very involved in it. He said... One of the snags is, the knock-on, is a lot of great British talent is being denied this venue. Mm. And if we had that knockout competition, at least if you're in the knockout, it's an honour. If you win the competition, it's a bigger honour. Would, would anyone... Uh, Kelly Betts, uh, who's a member of my team, she's one of the junior members of the team, she was wondering... Well, I, I mean that in, in terms of age, not in terms of experience. Well, you were asking, Kelly, why doesn't, don't big stars get involved? Yeah, like, why can't we put our best act forward like an Adele or Sam Smith? Why do we have to go for the ones that... I was afraid. Um, the manager of Blues said if they don't win Eurovision, their career will be finished. Now, I don't think we've heard much of Blues since they, they were in um, Eurovision. Uh, yeah, Raymond? Blue isn't really one of our best acts. I mean, they're excellent. Um, they're blue, blue, blue were a big pop band. They were, they were a big act. Raymond, listen, we would love... I mean, is Danger No Stranger in any condition for us to play on the, on the wireless? It might be on your list. Well, I tell you what, would you be able to... Well, Catherine will give you the details afterwards. We'd love to play it. And also, would you, would you be our Eurovision correspondent this year? 
Yes, we have to do so. You, I know you, you, you did last year, and it was always great to get your opinion. Raymond, listen, I'm going to pass you back. We have a little party at home, and we try and vote oh. as they're voting. There's one thing about the voting which I think is a, a little bit of a handicap. Yeah. The judges do their vote based on a rehearsal. Now, I oh. think that's totally unfair of the artists, because a rehearsal oh. is a place where you, you should be able to make mistakes and refine the thing. So half the way to voting is judges viewing a rehearsal. And, and you're going to have a Eurovision party? Oh, yes, we'll get together and sit and... Oh. We'll try and do the voting the same way they do the voting on television. Do you know um, uh, who I think would, 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 would sit great in a Eurovision party with Raymond, Catherine? Matt Lockwood. <laughs> yes. We, uh, got a, w- would you be averse to one of our reporters popping around for a little bit of your Eurovision party? No, not at all. That'd Raymond, listen, stay, stay on the line. Speak to Catherine. We're going to get more of your details. Send us that song, Danger No Stranger. I can just imagine Matt Lockwood, who's one of our top reporters at, uh, at Raymond's Eurovision party. Well, uh, at any party. Yeah, at any party. party animal. And we've got our Eurovision correspondent. Brilliant. Raymond, you're a good sport as always. Nice to talk to you. We'll get Danger No Stranger and we'll play it on the radio at some point this week. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M northbound, there's been an accident between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage, but it has been moved to the hard shoulder. It is causing it to be slow in both directions, northbound past the scene and southbound as well. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And in Beaconsfield on the A355, there's still a lane blocked at the roundabout, at the Pybush roundabout because of an accident, and it's causing delays on Gore Hill from the A413. On the A1 Great North Road, it's looking very busy through the roadway at the Black Cat Roundabout on all approaches. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy! Man, I'm hungry. I'm feeling the ginsters coming on. 8.46, it's Monday the 9th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been another vandalism spree in High Wycombe with numerous cars being attacked over the weekend. A man will appear in court today charged with the murder of Jess Smith from Potton who was found shot dead on New Year's Day. And a paramedic says safety on the M1 in Bedfordshire needs to be reviewed after a number of fatal accidents. 08459 455555. Your calls after the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It was a fairly chilly start this morning, but the sun is up. We've seen some sunny spells, but gradually you'll notice the cloud increasing from the west and it is going to become a rather thick cloud by the time we get to lunchtime. And then the rain arrives as well. The wind gradually starts to strengthen also. The maximum temperature later, 11 Celsius. Now, this rain is likely to stay with us through much of this evening as well, uh, but eventually it will shift eastwards and... uh, Behind it, some clearer sky. So post-midnight, really early hours of tomorrow morning, the sky will clear and the temperature will drop. We're looking at one as a minimum. So we could see a frost tomorrow morning in the more prone spots. But it is a beautiful start, if a little chilly to Tuesday. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow, some high cloud in the afternoon, but staying dry and a maximum temperature of 10 Celsius. And that's your forecast. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. It starts off with going to a needle exchange and there's support workers in there. In that treatment centre, it still hadn't got to the nub of the problem. It hadn't, no. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Lee from Luton began drinking at the age of 12. I'd wake up in the morning, the first thing on my mind 
would be a drink. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. My dad came to see me on that prison sentence and um, he told me he was dying of terminal cancer and he wanted to make things right before he died. He took me back into his home. He'd done his best and um, the bottom line was I, I still couldn't stop using drugs. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What you missed. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Cathy. Hello, Ian. How are you, Cathy? You're um, right. Yes, I really love your show. I was just telling Kelly I love your show. I listen to you every day. I oh, think that's your very show kind. is wonderful. And has your mum um, let you phone up this morning? Pardon? Has your mum let you phone up this morning? No, no. I've let myself phone up. Oh, does she? No. Should you not be at school? No. You sound about 12, Cathy. No, I'm not. Oh, that's nice. No. Um, oh, stop it. I'm really nervous. Oh, no, don't no. be nervous. Go on, then. What have you got? <laughs> no, I, I was just saying to, to Kelly, I really, really enjoy your show. I listen Thank to you. you every day. This morning, I've got a day off because oh. I'm sorting out cupboards and stuff like oh, that. Oh, it's, um, it's a tedious yeah, to start work. with, but very satisfying once it's done. Yes, I know, but oh, God. Anyway, I'm going through that. I was just picked up on your conversation um, the lady that had um, a surrogate child for a son. It's weird, isn't it? No, I, I found it very, very uncomfortable. I've got a son, he's 25. Yeah. And that, well, he's straight, but even the thought of it, it just makes me... Imagine having your... So it's not genetically yours, you're not, you know, it's no. not your eggs or anything, but your son's baby inside your tum-tum, no, that is not right, is it? It doesn't feel... Right, at all. But I did say to Kelly, if I had a daughter... We had a good old chat. Why don't you marry her so much, Kelly? We had a good old chat, didn't we, Cathy? Yeah, no, if if I had a daughter, but I haven't got a daughter, but I think I'd feel more comfortable if, if it was a daughter and she couldn't have a child. What? It'd be sort of... But then, but I then don't what? Know. But no, but then what? Are you suggesting then, if your daughter can have a child, right? But she had a really handsome husband. Would you have? Would you create oh, no. the baby? Oh, no, 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 no. No, you said it that way. No, no. it seems different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't think I could. In no, no. I think you're you're mucking about with too much nature. I think. It, I don't think you'd have to do it that way, Cathy. I have to say, I don't think you'd have to actually. It's literally unnatural. Yeah, 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 but so is so is IVF. Well, don't, yeah. don't get oh, on that. Know. Well, no, it's not yeah, natural, is it? You're you're bypassing certain things in order to get a result. You're bypassing that. Yeah. Yeah, but Catherine, I mean, with IVF and like egg donors and things like that, you don't sort of know the person, do you? Um, well, you might. It might be your sister's eggs. I offered to donate my eggs. Yeah. Ooh, I could, do, I could do some eggs right now. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, listen, Ian, yes. all of my friends at work, they, they absolutely love your show. They, oh. they all love you. They oh. love Jonathan as well. Who do they like uh, most, they me, like or, the... me or Jonathan? Who's their favourite? Well, uh, well no. Uh, oh. Well, <laughs> oh. I, I think... <laughs> your silence speaks volumes, Cathy. Yes, OK, no. Jonathan's good. He's very good. He's very, very good. He's, He's very a bit good. serious. He's not scatty like you. No, but... <laughs> She's got I, you. I'm not scatty. I'm, fo- I'm very, very focused. <laughs> Who is this woman? But, Ian... Yes. Ian no, Kelly said she she'd sort me out. Married. It's, it's all about you. Yeah. It's, all, it's no, all about it's, it's, it's you. All about, it's all about you. No, you've uh, got. If, if she found it, I don't know what. It's, 
loved. So Kathy's got this song and she says that it's literally written about you. Yeah, so I found it's written it. about you, but it's, it's written before you was born, Ian. Well, you is so good looking. Can I just say, it can't have you literally are. been written about you if it happened before you were born. Prophecy. Okay. They were yeah, in it in advance. They knew you was coming. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, should we should we have a bit? I've got a song lined yeah, up. I've got no what? idea what it is. Yeah. There we go. Then you love it. Oh, this is going to be pwned. You're going to get pwned. Oh, I know this. This is good. One, two, three. Hey. Look at mystery. Sweets, Kathy. Do you want your sweets? I deliver. <laughs> this is good. This song, isn't it? I like this. The Bobette. Yeah, it's all about you. Ka- Kathy, it's so nice to talk to you. Thank you. Do call again, won't you? Yeah, you yeah, will. You take care. Thank you, you for a lovely show. You're a good sport, Kathy. Thank you very much. Classic, just isn't it? Has the ego massage finished? Yeah, no, not yet. There's another minute. <laughs> the Bobettes are good. Did they do anything else? Yeah, they did one called Justin Dealey. <laughs> He's a plum. <laughs> what? Sorry? Just did you hear it? Oh, he answered his phone. Yeah, I heard it at the end. We... And, uh, yeah, I've got a, a bone to pick with you. <laughs> oh, go on. Yeah, so uh, earlier on, uh, you got all upset. Oh, why didn't you mention that my show was so good? How dare you? Yeah. You work on my programme. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, we've got this fantastic reporter here called Matthew Lockwood. Yeah. Um, hello? Well, I, t- I, t- I mean, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Well, I you don't touch my back. back. You don't touch my back. No, I did. I don't get anywhere near your back. No, I massaged your back. No, you didn't. I massaged mm. your shoulders the other week as well in the office. No, mate. No, so, no um, fact. I well, literally. You did I saw? Yeah, literally, yeah. you did. But uh, I'm sorry, Justin. Mm-hmm. You, you said he had magic hands. I've just got to say, Justin. You know, if you don't, you don't say it, you 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 make me a favor. I'll make your favor. You can't refuse. Wow. You make me a favor. I'll make your favor. You can't refuse. <laughs> hey, Justin, you want to make, make your favour you can't refuse. It's not a favour, it's an offer. Huh? An offer. OK. I'll make you a favour you can't no. offer. <laughs> Justin. Oh, yeah. Like, can you so imagine, funny. though, Matt Lockwood, Matt Lockwood, yeah. uh, uh, um, a Eurovision party. Yeah, no, that would be great. Wouldn't that be fair. gold? It would be brilliant. And Matt Lockwood, for anybody who doesn't know, I shared a hotel room with Matthew Lockwood. You back shared in a party um, company with him as well. Yes, uh, it's called uh, D Lock Promotions. Uh, how's that going? It's going uh, very badly, but uh, we're just awaiting <laughs> a, a first few clients. But he is a guy who likes a party. Yeah. I think with uh, with Raymond for the Eurovision party, that will be Radio Gold. We have some Bobettes news from yeah, Kelly Betts. Yeah, I've just looked up to see what other hits they had. Yeah. The first one was Mr Lee. Yeah. The second one was I Shot Mr Lee. Oh, dear. So I don't think they like you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you a favour that you just can't say no to no more. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. That's not bad, is it? It's Do nice you... with the sirens. Justin! Mm. Yes, boss? What have you got for us now, my darling? OK, sweetness. Um, earlier on, you were talking about the M1, Junction 12 to 13. A paramedic oh, yeah. claimed it was the most dangerous stretch of motorway in the country. It's poorly lit. Uh, a number of fatalities there since September. I've been talking to professional drivers about the M1, yep. Junction 12 to 13. Do they feel it's really that dangerous? Could it be lit better? Here's what those people had to say. Well, as somebody who's using that uh, stretch of the motorway quite a bit, sir, do you think it's, it's dangerous? We're hearing this morning it's one of the most dangerous stretches of motorway in the country. I don't think it is. I don't know. I think it's bad driving, mate. So you don't think that, that it's poorly lit or anything like that? Well, if you're driving at night, you've got headlights on, haven't you? So you can see what you're doing anyway. You're driving a straight line. So it's not dangerous at all. You well, don't drive... Not to me, isn't it? No. I've been doing it for 30 years, so I don't have a problem with it. So you're, you're using that stretch of motorway a lot. Do you think it's dangerous? Yes, indeed, I do. Uh, because uh, since they've taken the hard shoulder away and anybody breaks down, it's uh, liable to, for, for accidents. So th th they need to put some sort of temporary hard shoulder back in? Th that's the solution, then? Yes, I would say so, yes, definitely. So, again, a regular user of, of the M1, Junction 12 to 13, when it comes to, to lighting, just how important do you think it is to have, have proper lighting on a motorway? It does proper lighting on every motorway in this country, every motorway, and it makes it a lot easier. And why do you think that, that some stretches of motorway are not lit properly? Well, why do you think that is? I don't know. I just don't know. There's a lot of motorways that are lit up, and they are good, but a lot of them are. M11, that needs lighting up. Every, everyone needs lighting up, and the government are just oblivious to it all. So you think if, if all motorways were lit properly, we'll definitely see less accidents oh, on our easy, roads? Easy, easy. And it'll reduce uh, a lot of congestion as well, um, especially for us, for us HGVs. It needs lighting up. Well, it sounded like Catherine's uh, showreel there, all How the different rude. accents. How rude. <laughs> That's a good point. Why is it that, that some stretches of motorway aren't lit? Some people would say, oh, it doesn't make it any less dangerous. Me, no. I've been driving for quite some time. If I go on a motorway and it's not lit, straight away, I do feel nervous. There is a known phenomenon of where you drive from lit areas to dark areas to lit areas again, where it messes up your eyes mm. and you struggle to readjust, even though you think you can see. Yeah. My thing, if they want to save money, well, then you only have every third uh, every third roadside light on. So you have one on, two off. One on, two off. But does it work like that? Are they in a chain? Well, they, they must be just pulling the fuse out. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. It's, uh, no, why, is oh, la belt. why is everyone laughing at that? That's a serious point. Because it's Ken a circuit. Kelly gets yeah, it. I agree. Because it's a circuit. One feeds the other. No, Should it's not like a Christmas belt. tree. It's not like Christmas it tree lights. I think it's like that. Can't you just take a bulb out? Yeah, exactly. Oh, dearie, mate. Well, team, J Justin. Yes, boss. I'll speak to you afterwards. Is that all right? I've booked the meeting room for 45 minutes. 45 minutes, you want to You're going to get Stern seeing to, talking to. Stern okay. talking to. OK. Thank you very much indeed. Kelly, yeah. thank you. Good contributions today. Thanks. Catherine? Never mind. Yeah, exactly. There's always tomorrow. Oh, hang on. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M northbound there.
there was an accident earlier between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage. It's on the hard shoulder now and it's still causing queues though northbound and southbound past the scene. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's very slow between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And in Beaconsfield on the A355 there's still a lane blocked on the Pybush roundabout because of an accident and that's causing delays from the A413 along Gore Hill to the A40 Pybush roundabout. On the A40 London Road in High Wycombe that's looking slow in both directions and looking at the train departure boards there are no major delays coming up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Don't forget there are two podcasts out last week. There is the best of but there's also, and you may have missed this one, uh, there's also an exclusive interview with uh, Tony Blackburn. It's fascinating, it's funny, and you find out exactly what he wants to do to Frankie Valley, a man he detests. <laughs> Back tomorrow at six. Till then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock, everyone, and on today's big phone-in... How should the person who poisoned Jagger at Crufts be punished? It's front page news today and I 